Beware the one with the many eyes. Uh, today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh boy, ominous. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome everyone to part two of Into Xanathar's Lair. Last week, we penetrated deep within Xanathar's close calls, but so far have managed to survive. Or at least manage to stay in one piece. You are currently in the tomb of past Xanathars. Once the room was cleared of traps and the mummies dispatched, this turned into a rather appropriate place to rest for ten minutes and recover your breath. And Narthal, as you left before the end of last session, we were having a short rest in here, so you may actually start this session by having a short rest if you want any hit dice you'd like to spend. And I believe everyone else is, is uh, rested and as close to full mm -hmm. health as possible. Yep, two hit dice. Yep, lovely. Yeah. And yep. so with that, we continue our dungeon crawl. You make a meagre meal of travellers' rations, and as you eat them, your nerves are on edge. You just keep looking over your shoulder and peeking at the door to the crypt as if you're expecting that dreaded beholder to come in at any moment. But, thankfully, mm. thank the gods, it doesn't. And after you patch up your wounds, check your equipment, and take a deep breath, you are ready to step once more into the breach. So, where would you like to go from here? You are currently on the uh, second level of Xanathar's lair, directly to the south of the, the end of the corridor, all the way to the west. There is a big stone, a big stone appears to be an image of a piece of meat carved into it. According to the map we have, that one would be the kitchens, correct? According to the map you have, yes, that would be the kitchens. Um, do we end up going to the drow, weirdo? We did not. That is the broom to the south. Onwards to the drow, weirdo! It, oh, oh. I, well, he might. Bulb admits that he is interested in the drow, weirdo, but... Obviously, majority rules. So. Alright, so... Well, the Drow Weirdo may not be in his, may not be in his room. That is, that is always the case. And if you are planning on heading on to the kitchens, perhaps it might be a good idea to just ensure that that room is safe and that any potential threat in there is dealt with. So... You do have a point. Uh, do I do a spot check? Oh, you could try. So, um, can Sir, we do like a, a listen check? Yes, Sir Lucian, uh, go ahead and do a perception check, please, as you approach the door and have a right, listen. Time. All right, let me pull out the... All right, here we go. We have got a uh, nat one. Don't worry about it. Yep, nat one. Yeah, Lucian, you I press against... Jack shit. Yep. You press <laughs> against the wooden okay. door. You try to listen and you hear nothing. Go ahead, Ava. What am I doing? Uh, perception. perception check. 
Nah, fucking one. <laughs> hey, at least it's gone now. <laughs> yeah. No, this is one, though. Yeah. Alright, I got 22. So, Avery, oh, you push up against the wooden door and you listen, your keen bird senses trying to pick up on anything. You actually hear no movement coming from the other side. It appears to be perfectly quiet in there. Perhaps the drow weirdo is not in residence. Hmm. Perhaps. <laughs> or maybe he's dead. Maybe he's dead. He Take could have pissed door. off Xanathar. Alright, go ahead, Narthal. Make an athletics um, check. What's he doing? He's gonna just kick through the door. Why kick through the door? Can't we just open it? I am going to go hide behind something. <laughs> Why aren't we just opening the door instead of booting it through and giving people reasons to go, hey, there might be somebody running around in here. Yeah, that'll alert other well, areas in the game. Well, may. We'll see. Narthal steps... Mm -hmm. Yep, yes, Bulb. While Narthal is booting open the door, Bulb is coming over to the stairwell and listening. Yep, and listening to see if anyone hears it. Yep. So Narthal just steps forwards and raises his axe and kicks out with his right foot, smashing his foot into the door. The door's locked, but thankfully, for some odd reason, does not make any noise as it swings open. So the room has silence cast on it? Perhaps. And as a the quick door... question, yep. um, just a quick question. When we left the Beholder Tomb area, did the door? Did we close the door behind us? Oh, is that door closed? Did. I assume you yeah. did. Yeah, like to make sure, at least trying to cover tracks from our quote-unquote stealth. Mm -hmm. So the uh, the room. Would you just like to run in? Oh, uh, people always have dark vision. They don't, unfortunately. No. Oh, okay. Ooh. So if this isn't magical, I was going to say, Bo would like to just quickly uh, go to poke ahead in the room, and as she does, she uh, flips down the uh, welding goggles over the top of her glasses and just, like, anime style, just pushes them up over her nose. You know, that whole, like, that cliche, you push them up, you get the little gleam of light off them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you just hear this quiet little... As her uh, goggles... Uh, well, her goggles have actually been infused with goggles of night, which gives... Bob at uh, dark vision when she's wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, the I, I was stealth. waiting for you to notice. Uh, yes, go ahead, roll a stealth check, please. Okay, Nathal. 17 plus, I mean, either way. Um, plus four. All right. So either way, Narthal should be first since so he Ava, you're hiding in there. Ball. Yeah, he is first. You're hiding in there, Ava. <laughs> I don't put... want anything to do with this. I'll put Veska here. This is why I'm only sort of just poking okay. in the door. If anything's scary, I'm putting immediately so Bobbert, moving away from it. You slide the lenses down over your goggles, and you see on the other side a a rather sparsely sparsely furnished office of some kind. There are candles affixed to the walls, but none of them are lit. lit. The room contains the following. There are two open crates resting against the north wall. A stone mm -hmm. desk against the southwest corner is mm -hmm. seems to be seems to have a completely clear surface, and there's nothing, not even in the way of a simple shred of paper on its uh, on its desktop. 
The chair behind it is carved with a spider motif, and there are bare stone bookshelves that stand against the east wall, again, not containing any books. Despite that, however, the room appears to have a guardian. A flesh golem made of a oh. patch made of a patchwork of dismembered limbs and body parts. Standing, Very yummy. Standing inert, not moving, but then suddenly bursting to life as Narthal runs into the room. Narthal, you will get a surprise round. Everybody, roll for initiative, please. Yes, you do, because you'll still be in the initiative order. I'm so glad. I got 15. So glad we decided to hit the door. Magic just Bob is looking in, just going, aha, crates, aha, aha, and oh. Oh, oh, okay. well, go get him now, go get him now, no, Baba believes in you, you can see, right? Sure, why not? So what did um, you get, what did you get, Narthal? Um, 21. 21, fantastic. Uh, Remy, what did you get? Bob got an 18. 18, and how did... I got Sam... 18 too. So, right. Ava would go before yeah, Bob. Yeah, 19 because her dex is higher. How did our, how did Sir Lucian go? Oh, I'm back to shit rolling again. I've got a six right, after six minus my modifier five. Yep, right. six. Yep, D6. So, yep, so... Alright, well, Narthal, you've got a surprise round, so you get to go first. What would you like to do? Uh, yeah, it would be a disadvantage, though, because... Uh, wait, um, can I yeah, see at all? You cannot... You... There is enough ambient light coming in through the door behind you that you can see what you're attacking, but you'll still be rolling with disadvantage until someone actually produces a light. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then I'll just go for the flesh column. Alright. You rush up, and you swing your axe. Go ahead and roll to hit with disadvantage. Uh, oh, oh, that was a nine. A nine? That's a hit. Roll for damage. It's just made Fleshy of flesh. Boy. Doesn't appear to be armored. He's, he's just a. He's just. He's just a big oh, puddle of flesh. I, I my first roll was a nineteen, and the second one was a nine. I didn't even add the bonuses. Yeah, no, <laughs> nine's a hit on its own because it's. It's Whoa. you know, it's made of Whoa. flesh. It's not armored. Okay, what's my six? It's 12 on the first attack. Ooh, lovely. You smash your axe into its body, breaking off small pieces of flesh with a squishy sound. Yeah, Make your no. next attack. Uh, nine plus... Well, either way, it's a hit. Yep, nine's <laughs> a hit. Yeah, same as before. So go ahead, roll your damage. Ah... Uh. Well, that hurts a lot better. Uh, 9 plus 5. 14. 14. Another good hit. There's a loud squish as you smash what appears to be an arm that's just dangling off its body and it falls on the floor. Okay, that was the end of the surprise round. Narthal, you get to go again. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Blood for the blood, I mean, for the All-Father. For the All-Father, go ahead, make another attack. That's a 14. That's a hit, roll for damage. 
Oh, <sighs> uh, that is... Ten? Ten? Another... You smash another piece of flesh off its torso. Make your next attack. Uh, that is a non-nat 20. Not nat 20? That's definitely a hit. Go ahead. Roll your damage. Oh, 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 shit. That's nice. That's a... 17. 17? Ooh, nice. You t- your, the blade of your axe tears off a layer of skin and the creature roars in pain. That was actually, you took off a good chunk of its HP then. Ah, uh, Ava, your turn. Me? Yes. Okay, um, I'm gonna hit it. You're gonna rush up and hit it, alright. Zoom in. And as you enter the room, your sword's light allows Narthal to see. So, Narthal will no longer Aww. be hitting with adva- with disadvantage. Go ahead and make your attack, Ava. Ah. Uh, 14 plus 8. That's a hit. Roll for damage. Uh, that was a 6 plus 5, so that's uh, 11. 11. Big damage, yes, go ahead. 3. 3, nice. Yep. Alright. Um, just a sec. Uh, uh, okay, uh, yeah, I'll do my uh, Offhand attack. second attack. Yep. Go ahead, roll to hit. Oh, that was the wrong dice. This one, uh, 11 plus 7, 18? It is a The flesh golem is immune to all forms of non-magical attack. Oh. Fun. Okay. You do have your extra attack, though, with your main weapon. Yeah. So I shall do that. Go ahead, roll to hit. Uh... 18. That's a hit. Roll for damage. 10. 10. 10 points of damage. You can start to see the horrific skeletal frame of the flesh golem as you've, between you and Narthal, you've started to tear most of its flesh off. It's now the flesh golem's turn. It roars. <laughs> Clearly berserk, enraged from your from your attacks, it turns and makes a multi-attack on Ava, and that is a nineteen to hit. Yeah, Ava, you take uh, nine points of bludgeoning damage. Right. It then makes a slam attack against Narthal. Only rolls eleven, so Narthal deflects. The flesh golem's emaciated arms with his blade. The flesh golem roars again, and it begins to run past Narthal towards Sir Lucian in the doorway. Narthal, yeah. that's an attack of opportunity from you. It sure is. Uh, 11 plus nine, nine, 19. That's definitely a hit. Roll. Where are you? Uh, no. Eight. Thirteen. Thirteen. You smash out one of its tendons as it runs past. It roars and takes out its rage on Sir Lucian, making its third and final slam attack. 
And that's a nat 20. Sir Lucian. Oh, no. <laughs> oh dear. Sir Lucian Tate is now Bobbit's turn. <laughs> All right, the second Bobbit is incredibly happy that Sir Lucian was in front of her. And just sort of like peer down, just sort of poke her head out from behind Sir Lucian, just pull her head out and go, down like this, this can go away now. <laughs> and just take a shot at it. All right, roll to hit with your gun. Uh, what was my plus for hitting? Uh, 13 to hit. That is a hit roll for damage. Whew. That's going to be 12 points of uh, damage there. Reaction to sprint past Sir Lucian, prompting an attack of opportunity from Sir uh, Lucian. As this thing goes to oh, hit me, what oh, does oh, it. Does a flesh golem count as an undead, or is this just like a straight monster? It's a construct. It's not undead, well, bollocks. It's Frankenstein's well, monster, basically. Hooray! So glad we came into this room. So, Sir Lucian, you can go to hit it as it runs past. Oh, beautiful. Can I just get my foot out so he trips over? <laughs> you could try. Go no, ahead and roll just, for attack. No, no, okay. Uh, okay. I'm pulling... Ooh, 15. Beautiful. It's a hit. It's a hit, yes. Roll your damage. Oh, beautiful. Charge blade time! Oh, shit. Where is my charge blade? Oh, it's uh, 1d8. Yes, 1d8, uh, and if you'd like to spend a charge, it'll be 2d8. Actually, I would like to spend a charge. Alright. Illuminates blue light. You swing your blade, and as you swing it, it lights up bright blue and sears off a portion of the flesh golem's body, revealing a skeleton underneath, cobbled together together out of out of pieces of scrap metal and old bones. It falls to the ground, but then slowly climbs to its feet, continues running towards Bobbit, and lashes out with a slam attack. And that's Aww. an 18 to hit. And of course, that's exactly my AC, so I believe... <laughs> Bobbit, you take nine points of bludgeoning damage. Hooray! Hooray. It is now Bulb's turn. Okay, well, I guess I see this flesh golem. Yep, you can now see it. Uh, is it... Like, does it look damaged enough that it's starting to fall apart? Or yeah, it's, still it's looking... definitely starting to fall apart. It seems to be on its last legs. Okay. Well, it's not undead, so it might not be susceptible to flames. Um, However, sure, it is fire. made of old flesh being cobbled <laughs> together. Yeah, so. it's, it's a yeah fire tends to mess up most things, Days. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, um, yeah, I'm what? probably just going to produce flame and throw the produce flame at the flesh golem. Alright, go ahead. Roll to hit. Uh, what's my plus for a spell attack? A spell attack is now a plus seven. <laughs> See, I only needed to roll a two to hit it. Mm. I rolled a... You just um, out your hand just, and... <laughs> yep. Can I use a, the fire can I use a bonus ball action of... to... Uh, you can use an inspiration point to re-roll it if you like. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, can yeah. I use yep. a bonus action to do a perception check uh, to listen up the stairwell? Yes, you can. Go ahead and make a perception Yeah, please. Check. Please do. I need to re-roll that because that landed on its side right in the very corner of my bloody thing. It was either going to be a Good 1 or a 19. When that happens. Uh, that's... What's my perception? 
Um, perception is a plus four. Uh, that's a 19. The Ooh. sounds of battle do not appear to have raised anyone's attention yet. Okay, cool. Uh, I dare say besides the flesh golems, um, low roar, you wouldn't hear much because it's just still against flesh. Yes, it is. So it would yeah. just be... Just be... It's <laughs> Veska's turn, and she swings her short sword and miraculously nat 20s. Oh! She sticks her wow. short sword into the flesh golem's chest, shattering its ribcage. It falls to the ground with a pitiful roar and dies. So that's where all my luck went. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to okay. Vesca. <laughs> I was just, yeah, I was going to say, but I was just listening to the thing of, we should probably hide this thing. It's not <laughs> good to be in the hallway. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just drag the bundle of of sickening. Honestly, I'd say drag it into the um, dead beholder room because we've already made oh, yeah, a mess. Already made a one. Mess. one more pile <laughs> of flesh. Yeah, so you, you just drag the pile of dismembered mm-hmm. flesh into the crypt of the past Xanathar. Yes. Yes, Before we Narfil. do that, since um, Ava's sword is lighting yep. uh, the room and I can see, can I see anything better in the room or see anything else? Yeah, you can actually check the room. Go ahead and make an investigation check as um, Bobbit and Bulb drag the pile of flesh into the crypt to hide it out of the way. Said, so you said this thing was held together with, like, you know, different body parts and, like, scrap metal and stuff, right? Yep. And Bob's going to be like looking at all like the metal and stuff in there going, huh, I wonder how this would work with... Mm, no, maybe, maybe later, maybe <laughs> yeah, later. Maybe, yeah. Um, <laughs> flat 15. 15, lovely. Um, okay, so would you like to check the crates or the desk? Check the crates. Um, just before you read, yep. Bob is going back to the stairs and just listening just for any listening. sounds for people coming this way. Yep. So you walk yep. over to the crates and you... You use your axe as a crowbar to to pry one of them open. Who am I, Vector? <laughs> yes, your Vector. <laughs> and you find that the first crate contains what appears to be 50 stuffed Beholder toys. Love it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you then crack the second crate open, and your eyes light up immediately as the second crate contains... 30 onyx trophies, each of them depicting a small arena with a knight holding a sword up in the air in it. And uh, each of these arena trophies would be worth about 25 GP each. And there are 30 of them. I was going to say, Bobbit can carry those if you'd like. So that is 750 GP worth um, worth of trophies. Wait, I was going to say, you see, Bob... 750 Yeah, well, that's 30 of them. Yeah. 30 times 25. Yep, mm-hmm. so 750 Wait. GP. Baby Jesus. I was going to say, Bob, uh, I was going to say, do you want Bob to hold on to these by any chance? Just so you're not trying, because I'm guessing they... Split the difference, huh, Bob? Do you want half of them? Yeah. Well, no, no, I mean, I mean we're going to... In this particular case, I'd say, you know, we'd split the funds amongst the party. I'm just saying in terms of carrying them, right. carry these, because I can oh. roleplay this. 
was gonna say you watch as Bobbit, you watch Bob, yeah. you watch Bobbit sort of half scramble up the uh, crate, look at the end things, and just start picking one by one, picking them up, and just putting them into a pocket in her coat. And you just watch as she just keeps putting them in there, and it just does her coat doesn't seem to get any heavier or look like it's putting anything in there. Holding, yeah. Well, I'd say, in that case, I'd like to introduce everyone, Bobbit. I was going to say, does anyone actually question Bobbit on this? Is she's just like yeah, putting one after into, the other into her coat pockets? Dropping Bob them into doesn't the even pockets. know what's happening. Yeah. Okay, you're you're giving a look at Does anyone else want to ask? Does anyone else want to ask? I assume Narthal's pretty amused, like just watching them drop into the pockets mm -hmm. and then seemingly mm -hmm. just disappearing. No? I think everyone's yeah. too busy so, watching to make sure they get don't get attacked. Uh, I was going to yeah. question, but I was taking yeah. a puff. Oh yep, yeah. yeah. yep. Go ahead, go ahead and explain your mm. coat of holding, Bobbit. I said, Bobbit just sort of looks over at Darthal, who's just sort of like looking. Bobbit just goes, "It has pockets." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you, uh, are we? Are you going to take the um all the stuff stuff as well? Yep. So yep. you. You take uh, you take sixty pounds worth of onyx trophies and insert them one by one into the pockets of your coat. And as you drop each one in, it seems to disappear. It has pockets. And, and just for, <laughs> just for um, second, I've um, wrote, wrote wrote it down just um just yep. so we know. Yep. So, right, so what's in the desk? I would like I would like if you're gonna check the desk, Narthal, I'd like you to make a perception check, please. Oh, oh boy. Uh, that is a seven plus that's a nine. Nine. Hmm, seven nine altogether. The desk altogether. Yep, all the surface is completely bare, and the only thing of note is the Wooden chair with spider motifs sitting in front of it. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to take my spider staff and just poke it. You poke it with your spider staff, but nothing happens. I said, "Say, can Bobbit check the desk?" Go ahead and make a perception <laughs> check, please, Bobbit. It'd be a perception or investigation if I'm looking in well, the actual thing. If you want to investigate the chair specifically, then make an investigation. No, no, the, the, no, the, the desk. Alright, go ahead, make an investigation check. Uh, so 14. You, you check the desk, and it's less of a desk and more just a stone table. You cannot seem to find any part of it that would open, and you wonder why it is even here, as it appears to be completely unused. Mm. Bo doesn't like mysteries. <laughs> Ava, you have a passive perception of 15, don't you? 14. 14? Ah, oh, very well. That's fine. That's fine. Um, yep. It's not enough, is it? It's not enough. Passive perception's not enough. You're going to have to... If you have a feeling that there is something here, you guys can search. Otherwise, yeah, there's... Um, do we want to search? Well, yeah. Ava, go ahead and make yeah. a perception check. Because I'm sure this has piqued your interest. Normally, probably, yes. Um, that is 14. 14. Okay, so you notice that the spider motif chair 
has a secret compartment under its left armrest. Hmm. You reach your hand in there, and you feel a click as the compartment opens, and the desk begins to shake as the front... Check your things. You could check for traps if you like. Go ahead and make an investigate check. Always check everything for traps all of the time. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, 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 yep. After last time, we definitely, definitely wish to be checking for that traps. That was only a five. You Aww. do not seem to see any traps, but you feel you feel as if you could trust your senses as the contents of the desk are just sitting there in the newly opened compartment in plain view. What's in the desk? What's in the desk? Would you like okay, to check, Bobbit? Go ahead, okay. Mm, yes. You find two two objects in the desk. The first is a large leather-bound tome that webbing motifs across the spine and covers. There is also there is also a small leather bag sitting next to it. When you open this, you find what look like two ordinary pebbles. But they have a very definite magical energy emanating from them. Those sending stones? Arcana check? Well, we don't know that. Go ahead, Bobbit, make an Arcana check. That's going to be a... Where am I at with Arcanas? Uh, 21. This is indeed a set of sending stones. Ah, ah. And how about the book? What's the book? The book... (laughs) The book contains... The book is Nal Zabrindus contains all of his prepared spells, and you may add a ritual spell of up to second level to your known known ritual spells from this book. Oh, yay. So I'll yeet that to Bobbit. <laughs> yeah, Bobbit's just happily just pouring over a gun. Uh-huh, 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 yay. More magic spells, more spells, yay. <laughs> the only other thing... Plushy. Plushy. <laughs> yeah, you want to collect some of those for the kids, Snarfle? Yes, yes, I do. So you I scoop up, you scoop up <laughs> two of the plushies, put them in your bag, and then Ava comes over and takes one. Bobbit needs the rest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, I mean, Bobbit already went through hell and back to get one. She probably feels slightly annoyed at these ones just sitting there in a crate when she had to fight to get her <laughs> no. one. They Bobbit's do appear to be I- to get these two. These do appear to be <laughs> identical to the one that was in Zoblob's shop. On the surface above. Mm. Oh, thought I might just take one. That was exploded. (laughs) Yeah. That was ominous foreshadowing. (laughs) Um, The only other thing of note in Narl Zabrindus's office is the stone bookshelf that strangely has no books adorning it. Um, is Hmm. there any um, marks on the floor by the bookshelf? You may make a perception check, please, Narthal. Hey, that's an act of flat 19. <laughs> you notice that there are a couple of long scratches across the stone floor leading to the what side of the bookshelf. I would like to move that bookshelf. Make an athletics check, please, to push that open. He didn't check for traps. I want to be nowhere near there. <laughs> yeah, Alright, everyone else is just back, backing away. Well. I need a shield. 
I mean, Bobbit has a shield, she just doesn't wish to be the shield. <laughs> You're just backing away while Narkel makes his athletics hey, check. You're just standing behind me. <laughs> yep, Narkel will take no, the shots no, of No, we're not. Yeah, we are, we are out of the, we're in the hallway just going... Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the hallway. <laughs> Bobbit just flashing a thumbs up as they walk out going, You got this! <laughs> <laughs> what did you Wait get on your explosion. athletics check, Narkel? Oh, I did 18 plus 7. 18, yep. You hear the sound of stone scraping upon stone as Narthal pushes the bookshelf out of the way. Thankfully, it is not trapped, as it reveals on the other side a small passageway leading into a secret room. Is passageway trapped? Well, if you want to, if you're that paranoid, you can check it. I don't trust you, okay? <laughs> Go ahead and make an investigate check for it's, it's almost like you threw a ridiculously powerful trap at us last week and we don't trust you with anything and anyone else in this room. Alright, that way. was uh, a non-nat 20. A non-nat 20. You peek your head into the small, uh, small passageway and you find almost, almost hidden in the dark you would not have found it were it not for the light of your sword. A very thin, almost web-like strand of fabric across the floor. And when you like examine it... Wire? Like a tripwire? And when you examine yeah. it, you notice that one end appears to be attached to a... appears to be attached to a compartment in the wall containing yep. a copious amount of black powder... And the Ooh. other end of the trip wire appears to be attached to what looks like the barrel of a gun embedded into the stone facing You're the welcome. black powder. <laughs> yeah, do we, I was going to say, do we really want to continue further into this room? I'm noticing there's a lot of like web-like things in here, so I'm guessing whoever this guy is has something to do with spiders. Well, he's a drow, but... <laughs> Would you like to dismantle well, that's, the that's trap? That's being objective, but sure. Stride up, stride up, stride up, stride up. Uh, Can Bob do a perception check to see if anything's coming? Because it's been a while yes, and Bob is getting ahead, paranoid. Bob. You may go um, ahead, Bob. It's, it's a 15 on Thieves' Tools checks to try to disarm stuff. Okay, Bob it. You insert your Thieves' Tools underneath the tripwire and go to cut it. But it appears to be made of a material your thieves' tools were not designed to easily cut. And in the process of dismantling the trap, you set it off. Make a deck no! save, please. I'm so glad we came into this room when instead of going for a, a trying to find an objective. But fine, dex checks away. 16. 16. Bang! The gun blast hits the black powder, which immediately explodes. However, you manage to jump out of the way and avoid taking any damage from it. Blomo dive out of the way. Now, Bulb, make your perception check because there has just been an explosion. Oh, oh my yeah. fucker. Uh, that's a 14. Miraculously, you hear no activity downstairs. Would this okay. area possibly still have silence cast on it? Possibly. Although that was just a theory. No one actually checked. No one actually checked that, but that is Love possible. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I did you know, I did do arcane checks at one point, but not specifically not on the room. For, yeah, so... Do you want me to check? Oh, no, 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 no. Would you like to just move through the passageway? 
Hey, do I don't can, trust can you. Cantrips don't. Uh, do cantrips still count as magic? They do. They but do, but they they, they don't um, use a spell slot. Yeah, they don't use a spell yeah, slot. Yeah, balls. Um, um, try try to do for juice slam in your hand. Bob it. Uh, not Bob it. Uh, Dale. Yep. Um, with my fourteen, did I hear the explosion? You actually didn't. Oh. There you go, guys. Yeah. Cool. So wait. So anything that's happening to us, you have no idea what's going. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, it confirms. For I mean, him, I, ca- no I can't idea. tell you this. But... Yeah, and we can't. We couldn't hear you. Oh my god, that's terrible, though, because if someone does come, we're not going to know. Yeah, he'll be but... sitting there going, "Shit, someone's coming," and we're not going to hear him now. Yeah, but what reason would the drow have for doing this to his room? I don't know. The flesh golem's kind of casting massive. You just get a feeling that the flesh golem is not particularly is not something that Xanathar would particularly object to existing, though. Yeah. Into the room. Into the Uh, secret room. Very well. Wait, Narthal does? Yep, Narthal's just stepping in. Ava is back floating in the passageway. Not touching the floor or the (laughs) wall. Bob's just just dusting off her gear. I'm actually going to take a healing potion after that friggin'. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I thought you didn't take any damage. I did. I got Not sm- from the I got explosion. Sm- got smacked by Not from the explosion, just by the flesh golem. Yeah. Oh, and I'm trying to keep myself as Sorry. close to high health as possible in case we come into another room with nasty things. Narthal like, you know, just... give it 10 seconds. <laughs> Narthal just shouts, Secret passage! And marches mm-hmm. into the secret room. You half expect him to explode at any moment, but somehow nothing happens. Narthal. This room is choked with dust and cobwebs, but most interesting of all, you see 20 wooden kegs of black powder stacked neatly in the middle of the room. Each keg has a paper label written on the front, which simply reads, Black powder, do not open, in both common and alvin. Jesus. Well, I, I believe it's time to just not be in that room. Mm-hmm. Or so, you could put them in your pockets. I mean, oh, I, wait, can't really, I can't put, put, the put the, the barrels I couldn't. The, <laughs> you uh, could the, the barrels I definitely out. couldn't. I could definitely pour some black powder into my damn pockets. Uh, Would you like uh, to head in, boom. That is true. That is true. You could set a trap as a, as a diversion. Sure. Makeshift grenades. Very Would old. you like to head in and take a look at the black powder, Bobbit? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Bobbit will just sort of, after hearing nothing exploding or Amelia Taken's just going to go walk in the room. going to say, just that, like, kid in a candy, you get that whole, like, kid in a candy store moment, just walks in, just staring at the barrels, just like, <gasps> Make an arcana I check, please, Bobbit. Oh, oh, goody, I'm so glad we're doing this. <laughs> in the world of pure imagination. Uh, that is a 16 arcana. So each barrel contains about five pounds of black powder altogether, and there is enough here that uh, there is enough here that the entire lair could easily be collapsed if someone were mm. to set off this black powder. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, Bobbit goes from being really excited to just slightly paling, <laughs> just like, huh? It's in fact, mm-hmm. as you examine the black powder, you notice that someone has made a cheeky little drawing on the side of one of the kegs. It is a very crude rendering of a beholder, a circle with 
lines jutting out the top to resemble ice storms. Someone has put a big cross through it. Xanathar boom? I was going to say, neat, this person doesn't like Xanathar and wants to blow up the entire building? Perhaps. Looks like it. That's bad. That's bad. So, wait, what did the Arcana... Was just to tell, tell you, just to tell you how much black powder there was and what it could possibly be. Ah, oh, thank God, because I was getting scared of thinking <laughs> there would be a trap in here that set it off. <laughs> no, that looks like it's the idea, though. Yeah. So, do we just leave the bomb room alone? Well, it doesn't appear to be trapped. It doesn't appear to be actually physically connected to anything. It's just been stockpiled here. I think he's, here. he wants to use it. Uh, to blow up everything. Suddenly the reason for the flesh golem and the uh, aura of silence makes sense. It seems he mm. wanted this black powder stash hidden away where no one would find it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Along comes the paladin. <laughs> yeah, so... So, we have several, several barrels worth of of black powder. Do we want to do anything with this, or are we just calling this room a yep, cool, done, bye now? Uh, how much length of rope do I like, uh, standard adventure length rope? About 10 feet. 50 feet. Uh, 50 feet. Yeah, 50 feet it is of rope. So you could actually make a long fuse and like... Oh, no, 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 don't give the idea. No, no. <laughs> I mean, curious. If we, we curious. take all of our rope, tie it together, and then, like... Drag Narthal out. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to make it... I don't run know how... Out, what... and, uh. and then light it, and then run far away. We what, need um, to... That's great. Uh, I was oh. going to say, one, we still need to find the Stone of Galore, and secondly, what part of enough explosives to bring down the entire lair? <laughs> Did we not yeah. follow? Well, you know, the, the, the place that we're currently... <laughs> well, you yeah, could, we still have yeah. to come back here to light it. Why would we want to come back down here? Unless Sorry, you have a massive rope. Need... Yeah. yeah, that's why we tie our and rope together. What's the... And what happens if somebody comes... Okay, great. And what happens if someone comes downstairs and goes, gee whiz, why is there a long pile of rope on the fucking floor? <laughs> I mean, maybe... You don't necessarily have to light. Where Bob's not there. There's so much of it. There's so much of it that you kind of get the impression it doesn't really matter where it blows up. It's the force that counts here. I know, but what are we gonna do with it? Like, where would we even move it to? Is there any way we could move it to? It, oh, just a quick question. Yep. If this lair is underneath the city, and this will blow up the lair and bring it crashing down on itself, what's located above the lair? Um, we don't know. That street in the dock. That street in the docks ward with the old Zoplop shop and the um and the tavern. Which yeah, you would probably sink a significant portion of that street too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that whole. There's a lot of. So There'd be a lot of. It. But more importantly, we we wouldn't have to worry about it because we'd all die first to the ensuing collapse. <laughs> yes. Unless, why you get, unless you could get out in time. I'd really rather not have that as an option. Hmm. So, what would you guys like to do? Part of me really wants to take some of this black powder for the road, but I also don't really want to mess with something of this much. But... 
Can we take some anyway? You can take some. Yeah, just take some. Each barrel is about five pounds, so you could easily take a couple of barrels worth if you really want to. Is anyone got a bag of holding? Yeah, Bobbit's got one. Bobbit's coat is a yeah, bag Bobbit of holding. Could pour, Bobbit could pour, you know, several barrels worth into her coat. If we have as long Done. as we so, so as long as we're very careful about uh, how we open the barrels, then yeah, go for it. So Sir Lucian walks over and he just cranks the top off one of the kegs as you all wince and close your eyes. But nothing happens. Yeah, Bobbit's worked with black powder before. There's a reason why she hasn't uh, her new outfit. Sir Lucian carries the keg over to you, Bobbit, and starts turning it upside down, emptying it into the pocket of your coat. <laughs> yes, pockets. So that's five pounds of black powder you now have. Nice. So I'll add that to which the I will point out, which I will point out, is still like enough to, you know, if you had that much black powder, put it in a house and set it alight, you'd probably still demolish the house. Like even this small mean, amount is destructive. Is, is this Bobbert's version of pocket sand? Pocket bomb. Pocket bomb. Is there anything else you guys would like to do in this room? I mean, there's nothing else in here but black powder, right? Nothing else but black powder. Hmm. So how much of this stuff could I possibly get in my pockets? What's the maximum capacity of a bag of holding? Let me check. Uh, it is. A bag of holding may contain up to 500 pounds. You could easily fit all of the black powder in this room into there. It would take up about half of your bag of holding. Hmm. That's a lot of explosions. I mean, that's definitely an idea. That's a lot of pocket sand. Okay, if we come across anybody that uses fire, Bobbit, you are to run and not look back. <laughs> uh, you do realize that Bobbit yeah. uses fire, right? But it's also inside it's like, the yeah, actual... The black powder's in a different plane of existence, so it's actually fine. Hmm. I mean, there might be traces of it, like, on the outside of the pocket, but... But yeah, Bobbit's already got singes and whatnot, it's nothing new. Okay, well I will just happily add pretty much all of that. So you all sit there helping Bobbit pour the black powder into her this coat. This is a good idea. This takes yep. about 20 minutes I... to accomplish, and I'm going to roll a dice. Oh no. Well, I, wrote, I think it's, it's better to take it than to leave it and have the, yeah. the lair randomly yep, collapse on us. And... Eventually, after some rather tedious work, you manage to empty all of the barrels into Bobbit's coat pocket. Bobbit, you are now carrying 250 pounds of black powder. Oh, <laughs> and I already have an idea on how to use it, just oh, in case. <laughs> okay, well, we definitely need to... Well, I was going to say, how is our... Well, Bob, Bob's been out there the whole time yeah, keeping watch, he's just, right? He's just nervously the whole time waiting. Just, uh, not knowing someone what... Probably, I imagine um, someone... Hey, please hey. tell me someone would have gone out there and gone, hey, by the way... Well, we've got sending stones. Yeah. Well, yeah, Bob yeah, doesn't have them. Bob doesn't have them. So, I was Bob, already out at the... Yeah. I, I will go, hmm, maybe we should give Bob one of those sending stones. And I will... Yeah, Take go and one, give him one. And go and give it to 
so Bulb, you're kept in you're kept in the loop with the sending stones. And you have several questions, most of them starting with the word why when you hear <laughs> what they're doing in there. But after about twenty minutes, you see them stepping out into the corridors, Bob it with a very smug smile on your face. <laughs> and everyone else looking Kind of a bit nervous, except for Narthal, who's just looking strangely pleased with himself. <laughs> Blown up at any point while you were putting it in Bobbit's pockets, but it didn't. Mm. Okay. I um, I trust uh, Bobbit knows what she's uh, doing. Skills with us, <laughs> and I don't know. So, where would you like? Right. You could head back downstairs, or you could check out the kitchens. Can I say that uh, in the last 10 minutes of them doing that, yep. because they're keeping me informed, I actually start a ritual because yes. I don't think it would get through the door you if do, it's a metal door. You do, detect, you do detect that the drow's office does have an aura of magic, an aura of illusion magic around it, perhaps explaining why you haven't been able to hear any sounds coming from that direction. But the surrounding area appears to be relatively normal. I mean, as normal as a place like this could be. Basically, I was just doing that so that in case Xenophar comes floating yeah. close to the stairs yeah. or... Find that Beholders project an anti-magic field out in front of them, so he would basically... Mm. You would not be able to detect magic to see him coming, because by definition he, he would not be leaving a magical thing to detect. Well, anybody else that was yeah, coming. anybody would else, that, but no, you that, cannot... Yes, yes, Kitty? Uh, would that disarm the, uh, the anti-sound, the... Yeah, so if, if, he, if he projects his main eye into the room, he would disarm that. So hmm. then at least, I don't know, if Bob hears something, then he would... Yeah. You don't you don't detect anything anyone approaching or anything strange out of the ordinary bulb, at least not. Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to stay lookout so yeah, that we don't that's get fair. surprised. That's fair. One wishes to hear her out. Mm -hmm. Also looks at the rest of the group and is like mm, Nana said that Xanatha gets really upset if people mess up his meal, right? If someone was to disguise themselves, go in and tell them that they had to change the meal plan and made them change and send Zenitha the wrong meal. He could get really upset and spend forever and a day running around scaring everybody else, and we could run around freely during the chaos. Wait, wait, wait. Can we put sprinkles of gunpowder in the food? You could. That would probably I mean, really well, piss him off. It would be really hard for me to sneak in gunpowder into someone's meal without them noticing. Well, if we're in the what? kitchen... Yeah. Like I mean, it might be it might be busy. If you're disguised enough and the kitchen is busy enough, you may very well be able to sneak a couple handfuls of gunpowder into the it's meal. Too bad we don't Interesting. Have to well, oh, I was going to say, well, Bob, it's sitting there going, well, what now? Oh, oh, that's true. But Bob also had something else as well. <laughs> hey, yeah, Bob had a different. Yeah. Bob yeah. had an Bobbitt idea Bobbitt as well. said, so Bob just sits there and goes, well, Bob has Blinky. Blinky could help Bobbit make it seem like Bobbit works here, and more importantly, Bobbit can make herself look like almost anyone. And flips open her uh, tome book and flips it to a uh, page with the words "disguise self" on it. Mm. Oh, Blinky's mm. eye stalks just bob happily in the air as if 
confirming that he will indeed help you sell the lie. Hmm. Oops. So if you guys keep a lookout, Bobbit can do that and we could make this work, maybe? Nice, slices. Alright. Hang on, I can try. Go ahead. So, I was going to say, anyone, anyone, unless anyone else says anything to add to that. Yeah, no. Nah, everyone seems just to be excited his position plan. in the stairwell again. Yep. Just keep right. a lookout. It's just, it's just, yeah, obviously, Bobbit would have to go by herself for that. All right. right um, hmm. Now, what to do with Mr. Yeah. Stick? Because yes. I, I can short Mr. Stick, but I'm not sure how I'd go with. <laughs> Wait, I did say I could shorten it. How how short can I make Mr. Stick? You could stick? shorten Mr. Stick to about the like size a of a about the size of a cane. But it wouldn't be like even if I did an illusion to make myself look different, it wouldn't be an issue. It would like run into anything or yeah. As well, like how that. disguise self works is basically. Yeah, I'm looking at the spell. Yeah. <laughs> so as long as you don't physic, as long as no, well. Actually, you could make him appear as small as possible. You could even you could make him appear to be just a wooden spoon or something, but he would still have the physical mass of the proper size stick. So you'll just have to make sure that no one puts an appendage where he would be, or that you don't accidentally knock yeah. him into anything. Yeah, I mean the other option would be taking him off and putting him down for a minute because obviously no one's going to want to hold on to him. Yeah, but then you won't have your um, yeah. focus if you need. Well, actually, spells. I do. I do still. I do still have the dark shot amulet on. Oh, oh yes, you do. Yes, you can use that as a focus. Yeah. So, let's just say, hey, 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 everyone's good with this plan, and obviously, as long as it works, because if it fails, then Bob's by herself and in a world of shit. But we'll cross that bridge if we get well, to it. I think Narthal and Sir Lucian have got their weapons drawn and are just waiting outside the kitchen for you. Uh, okay. Narthal is a weapon. Go ahead and um, make an athletics right. check, Narthal, to open the kitchen door for Bobbit. I was going to say, do we, do we want to wait for Bobbit to actually... Oh, yeah, but as, mm, while, yeah. Narthal, while Narthal drags the door open, you're casting the spell, I was assuming. Uh, yes. Bobbit, do you watch a shield of faith on you just in case? Hmm. I mean, DC is pretty high as it is, so it should be okay at the moment. At least, yeah, your AC is probably high enough to at least get I'm not trying, out. So plus, I'm trying not to, uh, yeah, not trying hard not to start a fight. So, <laughs> I'm say, Bobbit uh, cast Disguise Self on herself, which, uh, uh, do you want me to read out the spell so everyone knows what I'm doing? Yep, and then tell us yeah. what you've disguised you yourself as. Alright, uh, you make yourself, including your clothing, armor, weapons, and other belongings on your person, look different until the spell ends or until you use an action to dismiss it. You can steam one foot shorter or taller and can appear thin, fatter in between. You can't change your body type, you must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is completely up to you. Changes wrought by the spell fail to hold up the physical inspection, however. For example, if you use the spell to add a hat to your object uh, outfit, objects that pass through the hat and anyone who touched it would feel nothing or would feel your head or hair. If you use this spell to appear thinner than you are, the hand of someone who reached out to touch you would bump into you while it was still seemingly in midair. The stone that you disguise, the creature that can use its action to inspect your appearance and must succeed on intelligence investigation check against your spell save DC. Correct. And as for what I'm... Uh, Changing her into, I'm going to make her look like a uh, an adult uh, halfling woman, minus the hat, of course. So, virtually, there's not a whole lot of changes except she looks slightly older, and the hat does disappear. And then, 
Narthal, make your athletics check to let Bobbit into the kitchen. As he's going to check that, you hear Bobbit sort of just like muttering itself more of a like. Would that change? It doesn't say anything about voice, so would it like your voice? Would, would that your change? Your voice with? sounds the same, but like a, a preteen girl sounds roughly similar to yeah. an adult. So, Bobbit, so. you just sort of hear Bobbit like muttering to herself, going, you know, "I not Bobbit, I not Bobbit, no using names," and trying to make your voice sound a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And that was a 19. 19, okay, so Narthal grabs the stone slab and slides it open as Bobbit looks around, makes sure he's ready, takes a breath and steps into the kitchen. Yeah, as far as her clothing, I like to think her clothing looks, well, similar to whatever they use for, like, maids outfits in here, because obviously if I walk in wearing a breastplate and coat and everything, that's going to cause some suspicion. Black smoke follows the stench of burned meat and contains a haggard male halfling frantically trying to cook meat, knead dough, simmer sauce and mix spices all at once. An iron stove stands against the south wall and cooking utensils hang from hooks just beyond the halfling's reach. When the halfling... Oh, I haven't had a break in half a tendy! Oh, oh, make sure you stir the sauce once every five minutes! He then hands you his apron. Um, I, I'll, I'll get right on that. <laughs> so he's just gonna. This guy's just buggering off to the leaving her with the meal. Yeah, <laughs> as as soon as you, as soon as, and then he departs through the door to the west. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, yeah, I guess Bobbit can at least add the 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 gunpowder in, but at the same time. I don't really have an exit now, because my plan was just to go in, tell them to change the meal, and then bugger off. Make an investigation check, please, Bobbit. Okay, that's, uh, 17. So you notice two things. That's all very, pretty badly burnt, almost inedible. Furthermore, it appears to mainly be charred meat with some sort of half could be north and you can smell much nicer aromas wafting underneath that door okay um so Bobbit this... will sorry um, no, I was going to say Bobbit's going to first try and find a way to wrinkling of black powder to it Yep. just in case <laughs> you turn you lower the heat on the stove a little bit and then sprinkle in some this food smell any worse than it already does. Hmm. Alright, can Bobber just uh, poke her head around to see what's in the other area? Yes, you may. I'd like you to make a stealth check, please, to avoid being seen through the large, uh, large window on the door to the north. Okay. Uh, that's... That's an 11. That's not good. Mm, we shall see. I'll make a roll in a minute. Creep ah. towards the door to the north. And you peek through and you see... Approximately 40 kobolds running back and forth through a much larger kidder and reads in common, no touching the master's meal. Two dwarven... Two Duagar mechs stand guard in the kitchen, supervising the kobolds 
as they attend to Xanathar's meal. And, too late, they immediately burst into action and begin charging towards the door. Roll for initiative, please. Wait, why am I rolling for initiative? I'm still dressed as a member of the staff. I... Can I just, like, go in the in the room really quickly as they're charging towards me? Jesus, man. Is that why you asked me to roll stealth? Yes. Well, still, there's a reason for that that's got nothing to do with the disguise. Oh. No, I'm still disguised. Yeah. So before, yeah. if I see them running towards me, I'll just quickly run in before yeah. they come and try and attack me. You quickly run into the room. Obviously, you have Blinky in tow as well. With Blinky hovering next to you, the two Duagar mechs stop. And they each scrutinize you. The one on the right raises its arm, ensuring that the kobolds do not stop and linger and continue their work, while the one on the left stamps its foot and says in a mechanical voice, Please state your name. Uh, uh, it's Katie, sir. There's a reason. Uh, well, that's, that's, I rolled a tw- uh, 12 plus 7, so that's that's it's still a 19. 19. Provisions for staff and crew were assigned to Bepis, the prisoner halfling, and no <laughs> others. Explain your purpose here. Um, oh, she sort of points to Blinky and going, I, I beg in your forgiveness, sir, I was... I was sent down here to, to pass on a message for a, a change in the meal plan before it was sent out. As your previous uh, be, uh, seems to have mm-hmm. put them off guard. Yes. Yeah. Well, that one's going to be a 23. One, the, the Duagar mech on the left turns to the one next to it and you hear them muttering something to each other in Duagar language with their mechanical, oh, monotone voice. And then the one on the right simply says, Explain why there were two kitchen staff assigned in that room. As in me and the halfling? Yes. Uh, no, I, I was mostly down here to, to send the message, sir. I, I don't know whether he, he, he thought I was a part of the kitchen. The other halfling thought I was a part of the kitchen stuff and, and ran off of... Just bobs up and down and smiles as... If he's trying to back up your story, the Duagar mm. mech on the left brushes its left arm and says, Very well. What are Master's orders? Now, do I have to be specific on this, or can I just say I spend the next couple of minutes? Quickly, though, was there, like, a jars or anything, like spice jars in the other kitchen? Uh, yes, there were, but... ...do with the meal preparation for Xanathar, and yeah, it's actually I was going to say, Bob will in that case just spend the next several minutes, um, like, well, pointing out, like, new arrangements and stuff like that. Is there anything I could do to try and, um, like, just put some black powder? Uh, started up. I, I've got this far. You step further hmm. into Xanathar's private. Just as I'm as I'm going through the uh, the the plan. As you're going through the plan and you just sort of mingle with the kobolds, making up, seeing what they're cooking and then suggesting small changes to everything they're making. You pass some kobold bakers that are that are baking a nice uh, pie for Xanathar and you suggest uh, making the pie. 
you, and despite their protests saying that Xanathar loves his meat medium rare, you say, no, he actually wants it well done this time, and you're just mingling <laughs> oh, around. So go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. And um, 18 plus 3, that's a 21 on, on that check. <sighs> uh, a, a big, for, a, a big tinfoil baking tray containing the, uh, containing the contents that will soon be inserted into the pie, and you sprinkle a handful of gunpowder into the dessert, and then... Let me cross. I will be right back. Yes. Then, as I you prepare to... to leave the room... Yes, sir? We were not informed there were other halfling prisoners. I'm only a, a, a fresh one, this sir. One of our infants being attacked. Make a deception check with disadvantage, please. Uh, 25 for deception. Hmm, okay. 25 for deception. And then the one on the right simply says, The the loss of Zoblob's shop was not made for initiative. It, ah, uh, so, no, we're just... When you mentioned the, when you mentioned the entrance, I set the DC to 30. Uh, you piece of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. Well, um... Because that hmm. was something that Xanathar did not actually... He was trying to keep that under wraps, so the fact that a random new person would know about it... I that, didn't get the chance for that. Yeah, no, they immediately honed in on that, and... So, yes, go ahead and roll for initiative. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, this is basically... 18. 18. This is basically... 18, yep, I've already got 18. This is basically when Ravain mentioned knowing the Jackal back in Remy's God game. Damn it, I thought I was doing better than you. This sucks. <laughs> but now it doesn't bloody matter because I'm going to get friggin' beaten to death anyway, so they're not going to probably do anything about it. At least you okay. won't get disintegrated. Everyone else gets to roll for <laughs> yeah. initiative as well because you'll hear the sounds of battle. I was doing eight. so well. I did so well and I fucked up on the finish line. Hey, think of... Think of it this way, regardless of whether or not... No, but <laughs> now I still have to get my I ass kicked by Wurigamax. So that was 19... These things were a pain in the ass. That was 19 for Nathal. How did Ava, Bulb, and, uh, and Sir Lucian go? Eight. Eight for 15, Ava. Uh, 15. Eight for 16. Ooh, well done, Sir Lucian. Eight for Ava. And how did... Oh, I'll wait for Remy to get back before we roll for Bulb. Okay. So, and then the did a remain and said the wrong yeah. fucking thing. Yep. Uh, that's an eleven. That's an eleven. Okay. Ah. Uh, so, the mech. Uh, so the first round is just between Bobbit and the mechs, and then the second round is when you guys get to act because you hear the sounds of combat. So, Bobbit, you are up first. What would you like to do? Me. Bobbit would like to disengage and fucking run book into the other the door where everyone else is. Just, All right. Yeah, nope. 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 Ah! Nope. Actually, run. I was gonna say, as, as I was gonna say, as I go, can I be dropping down small handfuls of black powder as I roll as uh, I run? Make a or sleight of hand check, please, to see if you manage to drop right. them in the right spot. Uh, Seventeen. You leave a small trail of black powder as you run into the other kitchen to the south. 
screaming, no, no. I bet that you serious. Bob it screwed up. Bob it screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> it is now the mech's turn. Duagar mech one begins to stomp down, uses up all his movement to enter the room. Uh, that he raises his drill arm, and that's going to be. Actually, I got the wrong stat block there. That's a Duagar Screamer. I need a Duagar Hammer. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. He throws his hammer at you. The first one is a six. So that's Whew. a nat one. So you'll find the hammer smashes the pot of gravy behind you. The second Aww. one is an 11. He throws a Yay. second hammer and it knocks some of the burning meat onto the floor. Then Duagar Mech 2 stomps into the room, standing in the hallway, and he hurls a hammer at you. And once again, things. this is in continuous sprinting oh, towards the hallway. Oh, it's just fucking I just love the idea of just vomit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's just serpentine ball just dropping <laughs> stuff out of a pot. It's just like, crap, 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 ah! Narthal, it is your turn as you see Bobbit running towards you, screaming as hammers fly over her head. <laughs> just that whole conversation, the whole time they're just in there going, Do you think she's doing okay? Uh, she's pretty good with this sort of stuff. She'll be fine. Ah, yeah. Yeah, never mind. Right, I'll be right back. <laughs> so, where's the black powder fallen? The black powder is in this area here. Hmm. So do both both Duagar will be a, will be hit if you do manage to set it off. So well, I haven't got anything to explode like a So it looks so. like looks like your best bet will just be to go here and wail on the Duagar mech, hold it off until someone. Um, do you have any uh, oh. rules of black powder? Yeah, well, we we got the black powder on the floor. It's just you guys. Narthal doesn't have anything that will produce fire to set it off with, so... Hmm... Doesn't uh, percussion also set it off? In certain... Friction burn. Yeah, but it's unlikely, <laughs> like, in the middle of... I'm going to try and use one of my spells. Whoops, let's go for... Um, can I can I do uh, command at second level? Would that be um, a better thing or no? You could try, but do you have Searing Smite left? Because... Oh, yeah, I, do. I do have Searing Smite. Because that might have a chance yeah, of setting the Duagar on fire. Hmm. This is... This is... Yeah. Yeah, alright, I'll hit the Duagar with a Searing Smite. Alright, so go ahead and... Uh, that is a 18 plus 9. That is definitely a hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Yeah, I'll do it at second level. Very well. Make your attack roll. Make your damage roll first, and then I'll get. Then the Duer Guard Mech will do his con save to see if he catches on the plate. Striking the leg of the Duer Guard fused within. He grunts in pain and makes a constitution save, which he fails, rolling only 11. So go ahead and that's 2d6 fire damage. Uh, that is a six. That is a six. He takes six points of fire damage, and then he catches a light. The mm. flames do not yet touch the black powder, but all it will take is a spare ember to do it. Alright, uh, for my 
sec. Uh, can I change my like second attack to like a shove? Um. Yes, you can. You can try to shove him. <clears throat> you may awesome, make an athletics check. Uh, that is a 14 plus, what's my athletics? I believe it's 7. Yes, yep. uh, 14 so that's plus 21. Seven. So now we're going to contend wearing your arm and you shove him. And where do you shove uh, him to? Uh, into the other Duraguard. Into the other one. You shove him into the other one, knocking them both prone, and then the flames... Into the black powder. Yes, the flames... <clears throat> Burning flames set the black powder alight, and it explodes. Make a deck save, please, Narthal. Now that's some rage against the machines. <laughs> that's a 15 plus for deck save, two, which is a 17. 17. You jump out of the way as, boom, the black powder goes off, dealing, and I will allow you to roll this. Oh. Uh, 5d6 points of damage. Sweet. Baby Jesus. Okay. Please roll high. I can't keep doing this to people. Ah, oh, I've exactly 5d6 dice in front of me. Oh, 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 oh. Three of those were sixes. Six, twelve, okay. eighteen. Six plus six plus so That's six eighteen so far. Plus three plus four. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay, Duagar Mech 1 explodes into cinders immediately, and Duagar Mech 2 flails prone as several of its cogs and springs are blown off into the kitchen behind it, but it still appears to be alive. Hi, high five, Bubba. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> also, just see me going, we're going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> it is now Bobbit's turn again. <laughs> uh, so the other mech's still alive, is The he? other one's still alive, but he's prone from Narthal shoving the other one into him. I, I tried so hard. The whole point was trying to be stealthy and not raise alarm, but clearly we're past that point, unfortunately, with this mess. Um, well, Bobbit might as well take a shot at these that have the mech while it's down. Yep. So you step into position and roll with advantage to hit it while it's prone. Well, that's nice. Alright, so 15 plus 8 is 23. 23, that's a hit. Roll for damage. Ooh, damn. That's a, that's a 10 plus 5, so that's going to be 15 points of damage. You raise your gun, targeting the magical power source on the back of the mech, and fire. Power source explodes and the mech goes inert. It is the <sighs> enemy's turn. Oh yeah, that would probably brought people in. Out of uh... the room yeah. to the left, a guild mage emerges. She runs uh... to the edge of the hallway, and then she do I have mage up? Yes I do. Let me just check. Ah, uh, there we go. The mage casts magic missile at second level, creating four magic missiles, sending two to Bobbit and two to Narthal. Well, that stinks. We can't even dodge those. And so, you, Narthal, you take, uh, you take eleven points of force damage, and Bobbit, you take. You take eight points of force damage. Okay. That's fair. 
A Kenku claw bursts out of the room, Aww. rushes up to Narthal, and makes three unarmed strikes, all of which are deflected by his armor. The audacity! I really did try to be quiet, I, I swear. A, another Kenku claw bursts out of the room, running through the midst of the goblins. He doesn't have enough movement. And on his dart, he rolls a 17. So, Bobbit, you raise your shield and deflect the dart. And you can only it, make one Bobbit dart. Bobbit is sorry. <laughs> Bobbit is sorry. Finally, out from behind him comes a bandit captain. The bandit captain raises his hand crossbow and fires it at Bobbit, and he nat ones. Oh! <laughs> it is Does now... Does crossbow just stop working altogether? <laughs> nope! <laughs> it's not... It's a goddamn Damn. crossbow. Zadathar yeah. does not buy, um... crossbows that were made in the Far East, unlike the... <laughs> unlike Angus did. Sir Lucian, yeah, it yeah, is your yeah. turn. Uh, Alright, let's get on to the show. Well, are they aware of our presence? Uh, They're yes, yeah, most definitely well, aware at this okay, point. Yeah, yeah, this went sideways in the most popping manner, I'm sorry. By the way, you um, have four more rounds to complete the combat before the sounds of battle are oh, heard elsewhere. Uh, we'll do this, guys. <laughs> okay, is it possible for me to engage the mage? It is. You have enough movement to get to her. But yeah, can I go up and just swing a mighty charge blade at her? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, the Kenku does. Beautiful. Hit. The Kenku does. Uh, the Kenku does lash out with his fist as you run past, and he hits, Ugh. dealing twenty-one <clears throat> not nat. Oh. And you take four points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, As my tickles. Fist slams into your chest. Go ahead and roll to hit the mage. Aha, uh -huh, let's do this. Ah, 17. Okay, let's continue on with the show. That's 17. a hit. Yeah, no, that is... have to be a mage. Yep, yep, that is definitely a hit. Roll your damage. Are you oh, spending a charge on your... Are you spending a charge or are you just hitting normally? Or yes, I, I am spending a charge. All right, so that's 2d8. Go ahead. Uh, that is a nine. That is a nine altogether. Your blade flashes blue as you slash at the mage, giving her a nasty <coughs> flesh wound. It is now... Uh, let me see. It is now Bulb's turn. Okay. First off, I'm going to cast Healing Spirit. Yep. Uh, here, as a yep. bonus action. Yay. Suddenly, Sned appears in the middle of the crew kitchen. So, I believe on the first turn... Uh, on the first... Uh, it's all spell that you Okay, so everyone gets 1d6 hit points straight away. Yep. So, so everyone, I cast, yep, I cast so that first that. one. Yep, and you roll the 1d6 to see how much oh, everyone shit. gets. Uh, everyone gets 6 health. Lovely. Oh, stolen. Thank you. I am then going... Because this is fighting, I'm going to assume that people are going to get Hurt. alerted. Or maybe. Alerted. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wild shape into a spider and go up the stairs. 
Ah, very well. Wild shape into a spider, and you run up the stairs, popping yep. out in... Popping out in this room on the above level. Uh, so now as a spider, I have uh, 20 feet of movement. Yep. I would like to... Uh, that would have taken up my full 20 feet that yes, turn. Yes, it would have. But yep. you could move yep. next no round. Yep. Okay. Uh, and yep. Yeah, I can't hide because yeah. I've used that one. Well, you're only a spider, so it's unlikely anyone's going to find this suspicious. Yep. I'm going to go searching. Yep. <sighs> All right. It is now Ava's turn. Okay. Uh, um, I will start by... Uh, using my bonus action to cast Hunter's Mark. Yep. <clears throat> and who do, Ken... you, who do you declare as your mark? Kenku Claw 2. Very well. I will zoom in and hit them. Yep. Go ahead. His Kenku Claw 2 is now flanked. So it's with advantage. Yep. Which is a... Uh, third... 13 plus 8. 13 Math. plus 8. That is a hit. Roll your damage. That is uh, 3 plus 5. 8. 3 plus 5. 8. Not bad at all. Plus your Hunter's yeah, Mark my... damage and your Psychic damage. Yeah, so I'll do my 1d4 Psychic. Yep. Which is 1. And, oh, what's the Hunter's Mark? Is it a, a, it's a D6. It's a D6, yeah. And that was a 6. That's a good bit of damage. Half his HP down in one hit. Good. And now I'll do my second attack. Yep, go ahead, roll to hit. With advantage. Not that I need it, because I just rolled a 19. Yeah, so, uh, 19 plus... Eight. That's a hit. Yeah, roll your, definitely. <laughs> roll your damage. That was a six plus five. So six 11. plus five. Eleven. Another good hit. The Kenku. And another D six. Yep. Every go time ahead. I hit. Yep. The Kenku opens his mouth and he just makes a mechanical grinding noise. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was a one. That was a one. Still, still, he's looking pretty beaten up. Narthal, it is your turn, and you may start by getting your six health from Bulb. Roll your one d six. I'm just gonna keep saying I'm really sorry about this. This <laughs> this was definitely the absolute worst way this plan could have gone right now. Well, on the plus side, at least uh, we dealt with um, the Duragal very quickly. Yes. Yeah. And they but were the toughest. We still have. They were probably the toughest enemies in this area. So. I know, but the whole point was trying to get through this without studying any combat, because... Yeah. Kenku uh, Claw, prepare to meet eternity. Alright, go ahead. Alko, remember to roll you your hit. die. Yep. I already did. Yep, yep, yep. lovely. And, oh, and remember, no, he's flanked, you so you attack with advantage here. I, was say, I think he got him, like, close to death, but not okay, quite. Okay, so he's nearly yeah, dead. He's nearly so dead. He's just wishing he was dead right yeah. now. That's a 13 plus 9. That's a hit. Roll for damage. Yeah. I don't know. That, that, that Kenku might be pretty hardy. 12 plus 15. 12 plus 5. 17. You neatly bisect him in two with your axe. <laughs> just neatly. <laughs> just um, quick. Okay. Go punch the other people. 
I'd like to spend my movement, actually combine it with a um, attack arm, run past the arm. Use solution as a jumping board and drop kick the mage. All right. The mage will get an attack. Of, the mage will get an attack of opportunity, so I'm going to roll that first. Wait, wait. A... Even if I uh, use solution as, as a springboard, to, uh, well, you're still you're still, <laughs> you're still you're still passing a you're still passing a square that that the mage threatens. So you'll you'll get oh, an attack of opportunity, but it's a mage. It's un. <laughs> She is unlikely yeah, to hit you. I, um, I, I kind of felt like the bandit would have been a better option for the big tanky guy, but it doesn't really matter. The mage gets so the mage anyway, swings at you with her dagger and rolls a twelve. So you're fine. <laughs> She's unable to hit you. Go ahead and roll to hit the mage, please. This is the mage just with this little knife, just going. Mm. Oh, oh, oh! Well, that just that just bent the dagger. Well, wow, this this stinks. Mm. Oh, fuck you! That was a 20. Nat. Ooh, Nat. Okay, oh, roll well, and double. Paste, of course. I feel like the double against a mage is just not necessary. This just seems like overkill. Five plus five. So that uh, first one is a 10, and because that was a Nat. It's uh, 20. Oh, yeah, 20. And yep. yes, uh, I get to do it again because. Yep, because yes. So all up, she's taken 29 damage from Sir Lucian and, and you. So go ahead. Uh, 23. That's a hit. Roll for damage. Uh, 11. 11. So, over 30 damage. <laughs> that, yeah, that mage is, with, with 40 HP, that mage is on 1 HP right now. Holy shit. <laughs> She's, uh, looking like she regrets some decisions she made in life. <laughs> it is Bobbitt's turn. I think she trips her in. <laughs> Alrighty then. So you guys are clearly tackling the mage, so that's fine. Um, I don't really want to use burning hands in that room because that's obviously the kitchen where everyone else is working, and don't really yeah. want to murder. Don't want to actually kill the kobolds that are cooking the meal. Uh, so Bobbit's going to look at a gun, go, mm, nah. Instead's going to pull out her. What was that? Oh, I was just saying, don't kill the mage. I have plans. All right. <laughs> We, uh, okay. Cool. Well, in that case, Bobbit's going to pull out her wand of magic missiles that she picked up last time. Because if we, we need something a little more direct, and I don't really want to. So I'm going to fire it at a, uh, I believe a sixth level, so I still keep one charge on it. Yep. So, so one how charge. many blasts do I get for sixth level? Ah, magic so missile? it's an additional two blasts for each level above its base level. So it'll be mm -hmm, five, mm -hmm. seven. Nine. That's gonna be uh, eleven blasts altogether. Holy shit! Eleven okay. missiles. Okay, so I will so send four of those. So eleven plus eleven. Okay, well I'm gonna. Oh, that seems excessive. <laughs> well, it's probably gonna kill probably. whatever it is. I, I was gonna say either. Well, like I was gonna say, I was gonna split it in half and send like six against the captain and five against the Kenku claw. In which case, it would be 5d4 plus 5 and 6d4 plus 6. Oh, oh. Yeah. So I'm going to have to do this on the actual thing because I don't have yep, that many That many dice. Go ahead. 6d4 so plus 6 and 5d4 plus 5. So it's oh. 20 for Mr. Bandit Captain. That's a lot of guns. That's a lot of damage. 
and five. Uh, roll five d four plus five. Yep. And it's nineteen for the uh, Kinku claw. claw. They both fall <laughs> to the ground, severely beaten from the magic missiles, but they climb to their feet and are still alive. It is the enemy's huh. turn. The mage's eyes glimmer, and she says, If I die, I'll take you down with me! I would of like course. Narthal, Sir Lucian, Ooh. Ava, and Bobbit to please make deck saves as she casts Fireball. Oh, god damn it, she's nuking herself. That's, well, that's great. Let's well, see. I'm so glad we had plans for that of not killing 23. the mage. 23, okay, so you all passed. We'll see it. Sir Lucian, you've got to make a deck save, though. <laughs> got 15. 15? Oh, well, that's actually a pass. This mage's, this mage's DC is 14, <laughs> so... Uh, you are all taking... Uh, 18 points of face of the earth. Keku oh, Claw... my D6 Keku Claw oh. 1 runs in, makes 3 unarmed attacks against Ava. Two of them unfortunately hit. So, Ava, you are taking... I didn't take my d6 at the start of my turn. Ah, <laughs> oh, you didn't. So you can take that now, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think yeah. about it. Um, so you... Should kill the mage. <laughs> you take nine points of bludgeoning damage, and the Kenku Claw is going to attempt his stunning strike on you. Please make a con save. Just a sec. What, how much was it? Uh, nine points of bludgeoning damage. And, uh, con save. Yep. Uh, that is... 18? 18. Yeah, page. you're fine. You you are not stunned. The stunning strike does not work. Then, the bandit captain rushes in, moving past Kenku Claw 1, and standing between Ava and Bobbit. He makes one so wouldn't short... That be, would, wouldn't that be an attack of opportunity that is an attack from Ava of opportunity from, That is an attack of opportunity from Ava. Go ahead and roll to hit Ava. Yeah. Alright, uh, 19 plus 8. That's definitely a hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. That is uh, 11. 11. And you hit him as he sneaks past you, but he is still on his feet. He makes his first scimitar multi-attack against Bobbit, and that is a nat 20, and he makes his second scimitar attack on Sir Lucian. He rolls a 13, and Sir Lucian deflects it. He rolls his third, he rolls his third attack, which is sadly only his dagger, against Sir Lucian, and that is a 24 non-Bulb's turn. Bulb? Who is down? Who is upstairs? Yeah, just uh, I'm gonna move to here and see what I can see at the hallway. You're all right. I'd like you to make a perception check, please. Yep. And a you. Yep. Yep. You have. You use your. Yeah. Your mental. Yeah, I use. Yeah, my mental course. capabilities, but I yeah, use the physical spider. Physical of the spider. Uh, so that is a twenty-three. Okay, you see a drow mage slowly making his way along the promenade, humming. Oh, as he walks no. past you, he as he walks past you, he mutters, 
Only a matter of time. I can't wait to see the look on all of his bloody eyes when I blow this place. We can't be downstairs when he shows up. I yep. have the sending stone still. Will you allow me to use it in my spider form to contact um, someone? Well, you can't talk as a spider. You'd have to world that shape back out. You see that him enter. You do, however, see him enter the audience chamber. So he doesn't appear to be heading back to his uh, office yet. Oh, thank God. It is, <laughs> it is Sir Lucian's turn. Oh no. Stir, stab the things. Okay, let's... Hmm. Captain or Kenku? Oh no, I can't go for the Kenku, can I? Not unless no, you that move, you'll get from the yeah. bandit. So you may as well go for the bandit. Yeah. Take the captain. Yeah. Oh, I'll just swing at the bandit, just normally. Yep. Would you like to use a maneuver or anything to go with it? Um, would the goading attack be useful right now, or well, would you close in? It would make it so he has to attack only you, which is useful because he, you've got the highest AC, and you'll get extra damage from it from your superiority dice. Hit. Okay. Where the hell is my D twenty? Oh, I lost it twice. That is an 18. That is a hit. Okay. Priori dice to the damage. Oh, wait, Sorry. Oh. Found it. That is a five. Plus my superior dice is what, yep. 48? Really? Uh, one, one D. Well, you're only spending one, so you one D8 here. Uh, that's exactly right. I'm yep. like, holy shit. I mean, you could spend um, more if you want, but... <laughs> Betting the blade into the banter captain's neck, he gurgles blood as he goes down. It is Ava's turn. Okie dokie, first I'm going to use uh, an action to cast Cure Wounds. Well, don't forget to get your 1d6 oh, yeah, um, my 1D6. some spell. Uh, okay, so wait, I'll do that first. That was a 1, that was terrible. Alright, well you can cast Cure Wounds then. Yeah. Uh, what's... What do I get with Cure Wounds here? Uh, uh, 1d8 uh, plus your uh, spellcasting modifier. Which is for... Which is Wisdom for a Ranger, I believe. Yeah. Oh, my brain. It's just going... So that's uh, 9 points. 9 points, very well. Just wait, I have to math. Let's go back up to 34. And now, what would you like to do? I'll use my bonus action. Yep. To... To uh, move my... My target to be that Kenku. Yep. Kenku claw one. And then you strike him. Yep, and now I'll smack him. Alright, go ahead, roll to hit. That was a nat 20. Ooh, okay. Roll, double your damage, then add your hunter's mark. And your psychic. <laughs> yep. Oh dear. Alright, that was a 5, so a 10. So 10 times 2, 20. Uh, <laughs> then a d4. Yep. Which was 2. Yep, and your d6. Then my d6, which was 3. When you two. are done with this Kenku claw, he is nothing but a pile of Feathers and bloodied clothing on the ground. 
combat is over, and with one round to spare, you did not actually oh. end up alerting <laughs> any of the enemies. I'm so sorry. Oh, is, it, is, it healing, is it healing spirit still up? Another. It's up for one full minute. So. All right. So you may eat. You may all add another two d six of health before it fades away. Oh god! Because I'm down to like half after that fight. I'm still up in this corridor. Yeah, I haven't come back. So. Yeah, but yeah, you just say when you want to come back. Yeah. I'm still exploring. Uh, great, so we've effectively split the party then. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm guessing no one saw... Well, no one has contacted me. Yeah. I think... I thought you did. Yeah, I thought you've got him. Mm, no, I... Last I checked, David... Wait, Ava's got him. Ava's got him. No, I, I only delivered... Oh, well then you've got the other one then, Bobbit. So you can oh. tell, Bob, that the coast is clear now. People are dead. <laughs> You wait no, a few no, minutes. Everyone's dead. <laughs> Bubba, you hear some clicking. <laughs> you, you wait a few minutes, huh. catching your breath, and you see a tidy spider scurry into the kitchen. How are the other kobolds that whole cook in the in the kitchen? Are they... You take a look in the northern kitchen, and the kobolds they take a moment to stare at you, and then one of them shouts something in kobold, and the rest of them quickly get back to work. Doing their best to ignore you. Yeah, technically, Bobbit never dropped her um the, the disguise self, so she's still in her like outfit. And and oh. you also do and you also do realise that uh, fight or no fight, uh, their job is to cook Xanathari's meal, and they're going to make sure they do that. <laughs> uh, is that basically what like... they said in Draconic? Yeah, because that's what. Yeah, cool. if you uh, could understand, would have understood it. Yeah, if you could understand Draconic, you hear the head kobold say, "Look, look." The master pays us with our lives to cook, not to not to fight intruders. So cook, cook as if your life depends on it, because they do. <laughs> I was going to say, Bob, just breathe a sigh of relief as you drop the disguise self going. Oh, hey, Bob, it wasn't planning on getting killing anyone today, but this is what's happening now. Now that uh, you are also staying in room beyond the kitchens. Uh, before we do that, I'm using 11 points of lay on hands. Ah, lovely, lovely. Good idea. There is also, next to the pantry, a staircase leading down to the south, and at the bottom of it, a small wooden trap door with a ladder leading to the level above. Mm. You can send me up as a spider. That's probably a good idea, because at the moment we have no idea what's up that... Uh... I'm staying a spider for the full... Yep, for the full... Uh, two and a half hours if I can't, like... Would there have been... Because oh, I can stuff. be stealthy yeah. and... Yeah, I was going to say, would there have been anything else in that other room? Because I'm guessing that's where the other... That's where the other enemies from. came from. According to your crude map, this room is just marked as up. So... Oh. It's probably a stairwell or staircase. You have no idea otherwise to know what's in it. I can crawl under the door. You can. Would you like to do that, Bulb? Bulb is super stealthy spider, yay. At least you're so light you won't set off any pressure traps. That is doing better at that. You crawl under the door and you find... La- deafeningly loud music fills this magically lit room, which is decorated Ooh. like a tavern. 
Oh. There's several tables covered in half-filled, half-drunken flagons of ale. Dice and cards lie scattered about, like and, a a, and a magical <laughs> jukebox sits against the southernmost wall, which is the source of the deafening rock music. Okay. There is also a um, staircase to the west that heads upstairs. Okay, we well... Need to find the staff room. Yeah, it seems <laughs> to be the staff room. party room. Nice. They were all just um, chilling in there. Cricky clacky number rocks. They were just chilling there on their break and we just killed them all. I oh. crawl back out, crawl up the wall, make an X with my yep. spider silk and then go up and check the other staircase going up. So the trap door. You scurry through a small crack in the trap into... You won't like this. The oh, audience fuck. chamber! No, fuck, right fuck, in front fuck. of- Well, we're dead. That's it. Bulbies, at least. You guys don't- No! As I am transformed back, I pull- Oh, the Sending Stone's magic. Yep. Yep. You he emerge no in the large, round oh, audience chamber, which is decorated much like a big auditorium. There is a stone podium at the front. Xanathar is giving some sort of angry speech to an enthralled crowd of Kenkus and Duagar, while a bored-looking drow mage rests against the eastern doorway with his pet growl. Suddenly, Bulb, you pop back into your normal form. What would you like to do? I yelled down the staircase, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no arguing. We're dead. Very well. I suppose I have to switch the music. <laughs> I we're, wasn't we're... expecting to do this this early, but it looks like the alarm uh, is... Alarm don't is you guys set off. dare come try to save me. Get the thing and get the fuck out. We don't know where the thing is. We haven't even found the thing. Keep fucking looking then. But don't come to me. No. Okay, so. What would you like to do, everyone else? I can't go to Bulb. What? You're going to oh, go to Bulb? Alright. You're going to climb up the staircase? Yeah. Alright, so you're right. Alright, so Narthal's going to head up to Bulb. What are Sir Lucian, Ava, and Bobbit going to do? Do fucking insight checks to m maybe realise that I'm talking that Xanathar's up here and that you can go look elsewhere. Well, the that fact one. that you've changed back is probably a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Robert rolled a 15 like, on like insight. We should be able to just um, <laughs> figure that one out. <laughs> Alright. I would like everyone at this point to please roll for initiative. We're going to do this based on rounds. Bob got a 16. 16. Just, I, think we can, uh, I rolled a nat 1, so that's a 4 for me. Well, we're all... Fuck, this is... 22. This is worst, absolute worst case scenario. This is... Okay. Yeah. Uh, 1, 4. Uh, so what did you get, Bulb? Uh, 16. 16. What did you get, Ava and Sir Lucian? I got a 6. Total 8. I do love right. that you got a little exclamation mark next to Xanathar yeah. just to prove yeah, how just fuck to... this is like... <laughs> exactly. Okay. Xanathar gets a surprise round. Yeah, bye, Bob. We'll see. He could survive, but he could miraculously survive. 
will follow. He does have to That's move his anti- I know. I like Bob too. He I does like have to now. move his Sorry anti-magic uh, cone in this direction to be able to fire his eye rays at you. So he's going to relocate his anti-magic cone momentarily to fire his eye rays. The first one is a charm ray. Make a wisdom save bowl. Oh, you watch. That's something I can actually do, but you watch me roll a fucking. This Three. is. This, um, this is fucked. That's a 10. That's a 10? Oh, you God. are charmed by Xanathar. You have. No. You cannot yeah. attack him with harmful abilities oh, or magical God. effects. His yeah. second ray. Fuck this dice. This is so fucked. My heart is in my chest. We're fucked. Uh, that, you guys would be so happy to hear this is a six. That is a Aww. six. Uh, you are paralyzed for one minute and cannot move. The... And he's the one with the freaking revivify. The yeah. third ray is a disintegration ray. Here we please, go, there, there it is. Please, there it is. Please, please make a deck save with disadvantage because you're okay, paralyzed. So he's paralyzed. He can't, this, this is set up perfectly. You can't attack him, you're paralyzed, and now he's just going to wipe you off the face of the earth. That's a four. That's a four. Xanathar oh, smiles coldly as he shoots a disintegration ray at you. It hits you, you take 44 points of damage. Bulb, are you still Bulb. intact or are you a no, pile no. of fine grey dust? Uh, that's my first player death. Yeah. Like, that's my first... He's gone, he's gone. There's yep. no coming back death. Uh, well, there is, there is, uh, there is. You could get resurrections at the temple. Yeah, but no, if we're all dead. Yeah. Oh, Oh. The disintegration ray hits you, Bulb. You have just enough time for one thought. What do you think before the beam hits you? <laughs> Last thoughts, Bulb? My shrubs are okay. <laughs> you just oh imagine God. your shrubs, and in your mind's eye, you see Scooby just saying, What a bummer, dude. And then. Whoosh! Your body is turned into fine grey dust. Oh shit, what did I miss? Bulb just died. Bulb's dead. Bulb's dead. <laughs> and you're following- you're, and you've already said you're going up after him, so guess who's gonna be next? Oh yeah, fair enough. Then. Xanathar magically projects his voice. It echoes through the trapdoor to those below. Surrender! And you'll be unharmed! I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse! Is he Italian? Is he Italian? He's Don't do it, Italian! Um, roll insight to see if he's telling the truth. Go ahead, roll insight. Holy shit, that's a 19. It's a flat 19, but it's a 19 nonetheless. You know that Xanathar has a reputation for getting use out of people. Bob is going to turn to Blinky and tell Blinky, just like looks and goes, no matter what happens, you need to leave this place right now. But he can't find you. He'll do worse to you than what he did. Well, actually, we don't even know what he's done to Bulb yet. So, Bob is just telling Blinky just to just to leave. Would Sandstone just stop glowing now that its partner is dead? Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. The sending stone. It's yeah, gone. it's gone. The Bother. pair, yep. the pair is gone. It's broken. Sending stone's yep. useless now. So yeah. Leave and then head up through the trapdoor to surrender because this this ain't happening. Mm. Yeah. Um. So n- next up on the initiative order is Narthal. Narthal. When you head up the trap door, are you going to surrender or are you going to be swinging? Oh, fuck. Uh, well, my original plan was, uh, that, that, that plan's mute now. Black powder it. No, I Use think we're past the point. Get out. I, believe we're, I believe we're past the point of distracting and escaping. I don't think we have any other options here. Because... Actually... How would you like to do this? Can we bluff our way out? You could try. Um, He's already killed. I mean, what's the worst he could do? Kill the rest of us. Oh, I've already got like fuck all HP right now. Like I got yeah. fourteen left before I'm, I'm dead. Gonna, I'm gonna go up and walk. All right, Narthal, you take the lead and you climb up the trap door, finding yourself face to face with Xanathar, the Beholder. Do the rest of you follow Narthal up the trapdoor? As long as Blinky's leaving, then yeah. Nope. Aphis <laughs> staying down there. Uh, yep. I'm right. Yeah, I'm following. You're following Sir Lucy. Again, up. I really think we're past the point of trying to hide in this shit. I think the jig is up. He knows we're here. He's um, killed one of us. He'll probably kill the rest of us if we don't do it. Does he know Who's how many of us there are? He doesn't. As far as he knows, he doesn't know how many of you there are. That's the only yeah. thing he doesn't know at this stage. But Narthal and Sir Bilthian... Wait, Bobbit's gonna go up there. Alright, Bobbit's heading up. And Bobbit, as you put place your hand on the rung of the ladder, Linky, who hovers at the door leading out of the squint in determination, and he zooms towards you. No, no! Uh, okay, I guess he's doing this now. Cool. Okay, Bobbit's climbing up. <laughs> it Ava, sounds like Bobbit's given up. Ava. Bob is dead. <laughs> Plane of existence yeah. currently is dead. Same. We have no chance of fighting this guy, and he will probably spend a good portion of time tearing this place apart to kill the rest of us if we don't comply. He doesn't know how many of us are here. Not point he'll have ways of finding out but yeah, okay Ava you can you you don't have to come up you can stay down yeah, there I will stay down here all right so Ava while you're staying down there what would you like to do is there anywhere in particular you would like to go I want to stealth and I want to keep looking for the thing all right I would ask you to please make a stealth check that was a 17 plus what's my stealth plus four and then I suppose you would like to make your way down this staircase here to the west. Yep. Make your way up to the next level. Okay. Yep. We're currently stealthed. And you appear in the westernmost hallway adjoining the audience chamber. I will allow you to do something else in a moment. But as Narthal, Sir Lucian, and Bobbit climb up into the I'm audience... I'm guessing Liam's on his fucking phone and hasn't muted. Yeah. It's alright. Yeah, it sounds watch. like it. Yeah, he... Um, um, can I talk? Yes, Do as you, you climb up into 
As you climb up into the audience chamber, you find Xanathar right, and back. his servants just watching you. Xanathar smiles. He says, Now, don't you go lying to me. Because I've got my ways of telling if you's uh, telling fibs. So go ahead, I counts. I counts three of yous right here. So tell me right now, is that all of yous? And keep in mind, if I finds out that there's more than three, well, let's just say that ain't gonna sit right with my gabagoo. Hmm. Gabagool. I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, so who would like, who has the best deception here to try and bluff the fucking beholder that this is all there is so we don't all immediately die? Well, I... I don't want to use deception just yet, it's a fallback. Well, yeah. I was gonna... Um, Your lives depend on how you handle this. Yeah, so we fuck this up, we're all dead. Can I introduce myself as Sir Lucian, a noble? Alright. I'd like you to make a charisma check, please, Sir Lucian. Oh, my charisma's gonna be a shithouse. Oh. Alright, what's my charisma? My charisma... Is that of a dry carrot? Let's see how we go here. No. Oh, Nat fucking 20. You're you kidding me. You step forward and you take a bow oh. and you say, Apologies, Sir Beholder. I am Sir Lucian. Unison, they burst out laughing. Xanathar says, Oh, looky here. We got ourselves a noble, boys. Sir Lucian Scuttlebutt in the flesh. <laughs> he narrows his eyes. And he says, so, Sir Lucian, let me ask you, what, uh, what would uh, make uh, one of such a brave, nobler disposition uh, risk his life by making his way into my humble abode? Hmm. Well, I introduce, after I introduce myself, I say business dealings. He smiles, he says. Business dealings, eh? And what business hmm. would a uh, Sir Scuttlebutt have with the Xanathar Guild? And before he says Scuttlebutt, I cut him off. Yeah. And I introduce myself as not Scuttlebutt, just as Sir Lucian. That is a very embarrassing name. Mm. I'm trying to have some make... sort of esteem status. Mm. I would not like you to make a charisma check with disadvantage, please. Oh, fuck. Oh, and that one. It's just a laugh. And you did. Bye. As you cut Xenathar off, he smiles. He projects his anti-magic field to the right and then fires a disintegration ray at you. Yeah. So glad we decided to talk bullshit with this. You so Lucian is reduced to a pile of fine grey dust. Ah, the most high-society fine grained up. There anyone else who uh, wants to speak outside of time? I am Prince Narthal. Yeah, this... Oh my god, is everyone just getting themselves killed? <laughs> yes! Everyone is getting themselves killed because everyone keeps thinking, oh, I can bluff a beholder, this should be fun! Narthal, go ahead and make a charisma check, please. That is a 19. He smiles, he says, a prince, eh, of the storm court, unless I'm much mistaken. <laughs> well, this could be interesting. He says, now, you, who might you be? He looks at Bobbit. 
Bobbit Sir Sir Zenithar. No, no last name, just Bobbit. He says, and why, oh why, did you follow these uh, unfortunate saps into my lair? Uh, I'm guessing honesty is going to be our best bet at this point because anything else is going to get us killed. In the first place, but yes, mm, we didn't really get much of a choice in the he matter. Did. But sure, like he didn't know how many people were there. Mm-hmm. Or we'll just be like staring at two piles of dust that were well, was definitely a friend. The other was okay. She guesses, and just sort of takes a breath and goes, "We were sent." By the store, the, the Lord's Alliance to procure the Stone of Galore, sir. Xanathar smiles widely. He says, Of course, of course. And might I say thank you for being honest, young girl. He then says, as his eye stalks writhe like, like tentacles around him. He says, Now... I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. And if you do refuse, just see how I charisma check for blinks. Uh, holy shit, that's in that 20. He somehow miraculously does not detect that Blinky is present, perhaps overexcited by the opportunity that has just fallen into his lap. Thank meanwhile, God, me kill. Meanwhile, Ava, you are creeping along the shadow-filled hall. Your passive perception is 14, I believe? Yeah. You detect. Mm, yes. Would you like to make a strength check to try and open it? Yes. Go ahead and make me a strength check, please. Okay, 14 plus 4, so 18. 18. You wrench, and knowing that your life depends on this, you slide the stone door away. All of the stone eyes be watching you as you do. And you find on the other side of the secret door a magical lit, a magically lit hallway. It circles around to the uh, around to the south east, following the circumference and curvature of the some circumference and curvature of the audience hall, and according to your crude map, appears to lead directly into Xanathar's personal chamber. Okay. Well then, I'm gonna go that way. Alright. Knowing an that is adequately uh, distracted. Make an investigation check, please. Uh, that's a 19 plus, where's my investigation? Plus 3. Plus 3. You look around and you notice in the very centre, about halfway down the corridor, one of the stone eyes stands out. It appears to be a trap of some kind, but knowing that it's there, you simply spread your wings and fly around it, not triggering it. And at the end of the hallway, you find yourself face to face with another stone slab. Make an athletics check to wrench it open, please. Okie dokie. Oh, where's my athletics? 
Okay, that's a 12. That's a 12. It's just We're enough to right. open it up. It slides noisily open, and you step through into Xanathar's sanctum. Meanwhile, Xanathar continues talking. So, uh, here's the skinny You pretend to be working for the Lord's Alliance, and I'll give you the Stone of Galore. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. What do I ask in return? That's simple. See, as much as everyone knows my name, I can't exactly make myself known in the streets of Waterdeep. So, I's gonna give you the Stone of Galore. You're gonna use it to get into the Vault of Dragons. And then, you're gonna make sure the coast is clear. So that now Zabrindus here, he gestures towards the bored-looking drow mage with one of his eye stalks, can come in and secure the sweet, sweet loot for Xanathar. One million gold pieces. All of it, you're not gonna double-cross him here? Then maybe, maybe... He'll put in a good word, and old Xanathar will let you escape with your lives. How does it sound? Mm, like the best deal we're gonna get. Mm. Bobbit and Narthal, mm. I'd like you both to make insight checks, please. Uh, I'm kind of glad that I died, so that I don't have to... Uh... <laughs> Deal with this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a fourteen. It's a fourteen. What Bulb told you, he's muttering, swearing about blowing this place sky high. His barrels of black powder, it's hidden away there in his office, and you realise that he may not be loyal to Xanathar at all, and yet Xanathar, this drows. That's why I said the best deal we're going to get in this decision. Narthal, what do you say? Uh, What do you wish to say to Xanathar? Do you accept his offer? Or... I don't think he's there. There we go. There we go, there we go. Do we... Ah, uh, 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 yes, mine so started. I've been, talk- I've been talking this entire time. No yes, unfortunately. Yeah. So just summarise what you've been saying. Alright. I'll... I'll uh, before you got everyone... I'll offer if you like. Well, I'm pretty much going to uh, dob the drought, the drought in for our lives while um, Ava does the sneak in still the gem. Ooh, and that way you won't be beholden to Xanathar at all. I like it. So you speak up, Narthal, and you say, I want to propose... Oh, no, 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 no. Yep. no th- talk. Th- this is not dumb jam. This is yes, not this dumb is jam, Your full regal prince of the giants persona comes forward. Of the storm giants, son of Nargal Hemifal, prince of the storm court, propose a counteroffer to great Xanathar. Xanathar just smiles, curious. Make a make a persuasion. Actually, just a, a normal charisma check, please. Not persuasion yet. Uh, with with normals, do I still add the? You modifier? still add your modifier, but you can't okay. be proficient in it. It's just yep. natural. <laughs> Twenty. 
That twenty. Xanathar smiles and he he says, "I'm listening." Fine. You let us go with our lives, and I will, in return, uh, go in this room and point to you. Shouts. Make a persuasion check, please, Narthal. Thirteen plus display... Eighteen. Eighteen. Xanathar says, Well, I'm always interested in hearing about a rat in my organization. Go ahead, I'm listening. Well, you, how well do you know your drow friends? He says, Nal raided the rest of his drow house. <laughs> He says, you pointing the finger, you dropping a dime on old Narl here, are ya? Alright, so do we have one of the barrels with us or would I have to show them to the secret room? Uh, black powder is mainly a drow invention, like you've only ever seen yeah. it in association with drow. Mm. Alright, so we have the Do black you want powder. to just like pull a handful out of their pockets? It'd be circumstantial evidence, but... You never know what Xanathar, it might be enough for him. It would be circumstantial, yes. Would would we want to do that, or do you want to just show him to the room? <sighs> I mean, if uh, you show him the gunpowder, then say you can show where he yeah. got yeah. that from. Yeah. yeah. It would also lead a lot of the people away from Abel. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. What, that's what my original plan was. Okay, well, we'll go, we'll go with that then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you want Bobber to do that now, or do you want to speak first? Mighty Xanathar, what we're about to show you is in no disrespect. We are merely showing evidence and where we can show where it came from. He gestures with his eyes, Storms, prompting you to go on. Miss mm, Bobbit. Bobbit reaches a hand into her pocket and pulls out a handful of black powder. As soon as you pull it out, you notice the Drow Major's eyes go wide and slowly begins backing towards the door. Xanathar catches this and says... You got something to hide there, do you, Nal? Nal simply looks back. He stops in his tracks, looks at Xanathar and says, No, no, my lord, nothing at all. This black powder, it could have come from anywhere. I immediately cut him off. Great Xanathar, I can show you the secret room to where this black powder is stored. If you and your... Was stored. Would, yeah, was stored. Would, would follow me and we can show you exactly where this is. Xanathar smiles and he says, Need to pass on directions and I'll have one of my boys check it out. Mm, fair enough. Give him the directions. Yeah, uh... Um, oh, God. Uh, show, show the directions of um, where, where his room is and the secret door. So you simply described that you were in his office, that you killed the flesh golem, and that you found a secret door in the chamber beyond, which is still open contains the barrels. Xanathar says, Very well, then. Uh, one of you Kenku, check that out. One of the Kenku claws looks up and says, Sir, yes, sir, and charges out of the room. There is awkward, nervous silence for several minutes. Ava, you are in Xanathar's personal sanctum. This magical lit room has a flat 30-foot-high ceiling and contains several features. Luminous violet particles drift through the... Oh, that was an 18 anyway. Uh, 18 plus... 
Where's my nature? Plus six. <clears throat> you determine that these are underdark spores. Not immediately dangerous, but to any creature not hailing. Yes. The other things of note in the room are a small fishbowl about three feet in diameter, which rests on a pedestal <clears throat> next to a larger glass bowl that is empty. A trout-sized goldfish simply swims around this smaller bowl, circling. A ten-foot diameter silver mirror is embedded in the western wall, strange letters engraved into its flame. And there is... it's into its frame. And there is also a starting about five feet above the floor, gently sloping upwards. The entire southern portion of the room, this silver contraption is a six foot in diameter large silver bowl made of crystal lattice. It is pulsating with multicoloured light as it floats ten feet off the floor. Which of these objects would you like to check? You have the fishbowl. The, the fishbowl with the larger, emptier bowl next to it. The strange mirror in the wall. The tunnel to the east. Or the large, pulsating silver and crystal bowl to the south. Uh, I'll secure my exit first. I'll go with the tunnel. Alright. You head and check the tunnel. And you find that, as this seems to be Xanathar's personal exit route... It has no traps, and furthermore, it continues sloping upwards, presumably up further past Xanathar's lair and onwards through the sewers, as the underdark spores begin to sap your energy. Shit. You have the lesser... lesser oh no, it's greater restoration. Fuck. Oh, exhaustion is greater restoration? Yeah. Uh. I think... It is. Greater Restoration, unfortunately. Alright. Okie What would you like to do? What would you- Well, um, Zelda's got to everything is staring at a fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's got his goldfish. Yep. Um, and it's like his goldfish, but- Large pulsating bowl. Please make an investigation check, and that'll be with disadvantage as you do have one level of exhaustion. That was a 14 plus... Carefully examining the large bowl. You even fly up and peer inside. You find the inside of it empty, save for a... Make an insight check, please. With disadvantage, as you are revelable of exhaustion. Insight. As you watch the silver liquid bubbling inside this vast bowl, you realise that it looks similar in consistency and colour to a potion of dispel magic. However, there is so much of it that it could only have one purpose. You determine that this large bowl is Xanathar's dream nullifier. The Dispel Magic Potion working to project an anti-magic field. You now have two levels of exhaustion. Fuck. Oh, shit. You may check the fishbowl 
or the mirror on the wall. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna check the mirror. Very well. You walk past the fishbowl where the oblong carved into the frame. Go ahead and make an invest. Alright, so that's uh, 11 plus. What's my investigation? Where is that? Three. So, uh, fourteen? Fourteen. What you thought was a mirror, however, there does not appear to be any mundane form of opening it, and it appears to be magically sealed. Can I just take it and go? Could, um, throw a potion and dispel magic on it? You could. Would you like to try that? Sure. You head into the next room with the dream nullifier and fill it up and then you walk over to the mirror and splash the liquid over it the mirror flickers and then suddenly the reflective surface fades away revealing in the box inside a glassy greenish grey stone that is about the size of the path <laughs> as you wrap your hands around the stone you receive the third level of exhaustion as the underdark spores continue to sap your energy. I'm gonna leave. You're just gonna really you're just gonna leave? Very well. Yeah. Well you know that Ava didn't come down with you, so you're hoping she managed to do this. You slowly mm -hmm. make your way. I I can still fly, surely. You, you can, very, but very, very slowly. Yeah, well, it's gonna I be still, weighting your body down. Yeah, but my speed when flying is still double. That is true. And so you begin to flap your wings slowly, tiredly, as you make your way up the sloping tunnel. You keep going, flapping, flapping, yawning tunnel. The light of a sewer grate leading to the streets above. Cool. Ava, you have managed to escape with the Stone <laughs> of the War. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, <Great>. meanwhile, we <laughs> are still fucked. Meanwhile, um, you guys still need to get back yeah, in well, hopefully the this audience chamber. <laughs> there are several minutes of nervous, awkward silence until the Kenkor Claw opens its mouth that says, "Target acquired, sir." Affirmative. He looks over at the Drow Mage, who is letting his mouth slowly hang open. He looks over at Narthal and Bobbit, and he says, You there! I work for the... I work for the Lords of Lions Plus, you guys are kind of jerks. Xanathar mm -hmm. smiles. He says, So, the Lords of Lions had a spy in my midst this whole time! How very like them. He then smiles. He says, unfortunately, there was one thing you did not consider. He says, Xanathar reaches into a pocket attached to the side of his bulbous form with one of his eye stalks and using telepathy, levitates something out from within. Something got... You recognize it immediately, Narthal, as you have one of your own. It is the insignia of the Lord's Alliance. 
Xanathar smiles and says, Many of the lords of Waterdeep like to remain hidden, and so I reveal myself to you this one time at the end of your life. The drow mage stammers about to say something. Then, the door that he floats in, the one you saw back in that Xanathar hideout almost a year ago, interrogating Floon Bagmar. It oh, looks yeah. towards Xanathar. Xanathar smiles and nods, accepting his fate. The Mind Flayer drags him away, simply, simply letting some ominous words linger on the air. I shall have fun preparing your brain for consumption. Delicious. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Delicious crab meat. Xanathar <laughs> smiles. He says, And okay. so, the rat will reap what he has sowed. Now, Mr. Narthal, Prince Narthal, I must congratulate you. Well played. I respect those who tell the truth and give me something I can use. And so, he beckons towards the leftmost door. He beckons towards the door that the Mind Flayer and the Drow Mage just passed through with one of his eye stalks. And he says, Get yourselves out of my home before I reconsider. He says, and I will even be so kind as to give you a part of forwards with a small broom and a pan. Xanathar. Oh, oh, you dirty fob. And so Lucian into two very neat piles as oh, yeah. his Duagar attendant uses the pan to slowly brush uses the broom to slowly brush the dust into the pan. He then reaches into his cloak, pulls out a very dirty jar, which he tips the dust into, and then affixes a stopper to the lid of. Xanathar uses his telekinesis to wrench the jar out of the Duagar's hand. He floats it across the room to Bobbit, and he says, your friends can go with you. I, uh, don't like dirt all over my floor. Th thank, thank you, Lord Xanathar. You're very generous, sir. May the old father looks, look fondly upon thee. And with that, you bow to Xanathar. Slowly make your way out of the room. And as you begin to walk towards the staircase that leads to the old Zoblob check, you hear Xanathar's voice echoing out behind you, speaking to one of the Duagar, saying, Now, retrieve the Stone of Galore. We've got Run. things to discuss. Run. Bobbit's just like clinging to the jar with dear life and is just <laughs> making his way as quickly to the door Drop as he would have gone <laughs> I don't even care about that at this point. Just fucking leave. Bobbit and Narthal, if you'd like to hurry things up, please make dex checks. Uh, 
Plus. Uh, holy shit, that 20. Bobbit is absolutely and utterly just fucking running. And that's a 15 for me. Robert puts her jetpack on and goes, <laughs> You run towards the door to the stairwell. Narthal nearly bursts through it, using his whole body as a battering ram. And just as you begin to run up the stairs, you hear Xanathar's voice shouting, What? After them immediately! For long, find yourself emerging in the shop floor of the old Zoglob shop. The red sun gleaming in the sunset sky above, and you know that you are safe for now in the streets of Waterdeep. Alright, I can find... Bob, it's just looking sadly at the jar that contained two of her friends, and doesn't <laughs> feel very have safe. a big sad... You have, you eventually meet up with Ava on the outskirts of the docks ward. You're surprised to see she got out and relieved. And then you find yourselves smiling in spite of yourselves <laughs> as she unfurls her right hand, revealing the Stone of Galore. It glistens in the fading sunlight before Ava yawns loudly and collapses to the floor, suddenly snoring in the middle of the cobblestone street. Oh. You have acquired the Stone of Galore, and seem to have gotten out of Xanathar's lair safely. At least safely for now. Is, safely is such a loose term, considering I'm holding a jar with... Because that's nice. Well, actually, yes, he, it was he, his own fault. He accomplished exactly <laughs> fucking nothing. He, he got self-killed there. Later that <laughs> night, after... Bob had a noble death. <laughs> Bob, Bob's death was exceedingly noble and beautiful. And later, him. later that evening, after you've, relo after you've carried Ava's dead weight <laughs> back to... Ralhund Manor, and she manages to get a few hours of much-deserved rest. You leave Narthal to attune to the Stone of Galore, while Bobbit and Ava decide to head to Falconmere Estates to inform Malinor of Bulb's sad passing. <laughs> I would like both... Ava and Bobbit to please make charisma checks. Let's just say there's no way in hell Bobbit's sleeping tonight after all this shit, and that is a not nat twenty. I think Ava will spend a sad evening tending to the plants. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure you'd be passing out after <laughs> yeah. dealing with See, everything Bobbit else. Got 15. Three levels of the plants. But Bobbit. um <laughs> yep, I only got a five. This you as the sun sets. As darkness takes over and their leaves lost to autumn, begin to throw contorted, twisted shadows across the courtyard. He hangs his head and he says, Always the good die young. He says, But he did so much for the guild and that money, that, that money that rests in the Vault of Dragons. If the guild had some of that, we could make 
much. We could make much. We could make much of an impact on the surrounding farms. The bulb died for that. That's all you care about is the stupid money? He says, no, no, you misunderstand me, young Bobbin. We're all grieving here. And such... If I petition to the elder druids of the circle, those who administer the Emerald Enclave outside of Waterdeep, we could bring Bulb and Sir Lucian back to life. He says, however, I would ask that when you acquire this gold, you reserve a portion of it for the Emerald Enclave, so that that money may go to the outlying farms to help the people who live on the edge of the wilderness to ensure that their water deep receives its due. Some Robin Hooding. <laughs> so that seemed, I was going to say that that's, if that's what we have to do to get Bolt back, then Bobbit will do it. Yeah. He nods and he says, I suppose to Scuttle, I suppose Scuttlebutt as well. Yes. He nods and he says, Very well. We shall petition the Elder Druids immediately. And I can think of only one who is suited to get the message to them and back quickly enough and who may brave the wilderness. His gaze turns to Ava. <laughs> he says, do you accept the task laid before you? Of course. You? <laughs> he nods. Ava, please make a survival check. Uh, that was a 15 plus 7. That oh. was a 15 plus 7. Very well. So, in the days to come, you, are, you, with Melinar's help, are able to treat, able to make this trip in half the time. They agree to resurrect both Bolb. However, they make you that you will reserve interests of the Enclave. Money that will go towards preserving and promoting nature. Purchasing much-needed supplies for the Enclave's members and ensuring that those who live among nature are protected. Can I do an insight check? Hey. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Alright, that was a 17. Plus 4. The, the Elder Druids will, however, Melinar warns you that if you go, if you go back on your words, they would be likely to terminate your membership in the Enclave. I wouldn't go back Seems on fair. it. Yeah. Sir Lucian, they are not willing to cover the full costs for, as he is not a member of the Emerald <laughs> Enclave. And due to the events of the Zoo episode, the <laughs> Enclave is not particularly keen on working with the Lord's Alliance, but they come to an <laughs> oh. agreement using you, Ava, as the go-between between the Emerald Enclave and Narthal's Lord's Alliance, you and Narthal essentially passaging, passing messages between the two factions. And they are willing 
they are willing to cover a portion of the cost of resurrecting Sir Lucian if the Lord's Alliance covers at least half of it themselves. So I would ask Narthal to please make a persuasion check. Oh, I didn't know I was there. Well, you're, you're acting as the go-between between, between yeah, Ava's it, faction and the, your own faction that Sir Lucian is a member of. Um, persuasion. Seventeen. The Lord's Alliance will grant a resurrection, almost likely both, will have to perform a favour for the Lord's Alliance. Do you accept yeah. these terms? For a favour? Yes, that you will owe them a favour in the future. Uh, Only if M1 wants to keep Solution. Solution. That's yeah. a good question, does he? Is he here to do that? So M1, you are Sir Lucian's soul. If they resurrect you, will you return to your body? Or would you like to move on to the afterlife and get a new character? Oh, who wants me dead? I'm it's pretty sure you, everyone man. wants you back. It's entirely up to you, though. Yeah, that's, it's all up to you, man. It's your character that you got to play. I will not change another journalist. I will come back. You'll come back very well. <laughs> There's no journalist here, you fucking knob. And so, Narthal, and, and speaking for Sir Lucian, you accept the terms of this agreement. So Lucian shall be resurrected, but the two of you will owe a favour to the Lord's Alliance to be called in at an undetermined point in the future. Finally, the matter of Bulb. You find, you find that Bulb had actually prepared a small will prior to leaving for Xanathar's lair, and he has made it known in his will that in the case of his death, he would like a reincarnation. Oh? And okay. not a resurrection. Huh. Okay. Uh, there's someone at my door. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Sorry, I'll be back in a sec. You have the option person. to press the enclave for a resurrection anyway, but... Mm, I'd rather respect his will. I mean... That's, if that's what he wants, then it's only fair. Very well. So, as you are springing for a reincarnation instead of a resurrection, you will not have to pay the additional costs that the Enclave was going to force upon you. They were going to force the party to pay an extra 500 GP. Oh, thank God. To pay for, to pay for the extra additional costs of resurrecting Bold. However... Reincarnation is well within the Enclave's capabilities, and in fact, the Elder Druids grant permission to Melinar to perform the ritual himself. And so, oh. as the sun rises the very next day, as the autumn winds begin to buffet the people of Waterdeep and blow the leaves, the dead leaves of the last season across the cobblestone, as the wind blows old life away, you assemble in Falconmere Estate as Melinar and some of the Elder Druids convene to conduct the reincarnation ritual. Bulb, I'd like you to roll a d100, please. I was actually, actually going to ask if we would be able to make a custom table. 
with Who? some of the other races and then reveal it next week if we're close to the end of the session. Okay, yeah, we're close to the end of this session. Would you like to just... Okay, mm. would you... We can reveal it now, though. Just, I'll tell you what. We'll, 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 we won't do the D100. You mm -hmm. just... As the reincarnation spell is cast, a figure, Bulb's new form, materialises in the middle of the quiet courtyard as the wind blows the remnants of old life away. Bulb, what have you reincarnated as? Uh, would you let me use the race that I sent the private message to? Uh, let me just check. Uh, it is Unearthed Arcana. It is. Ah, yes. I will allow you to use that race. Okay. I reincarnate as a... And as the wind continues to blow, as the leaves rustle, moving across the courtyard floor, Bulb's new form materialises. Much shorter than he was before, barely being able to match Bobbit in height. All look on. Trademark staff is a small bird... Is a small humanoid bird. Its face, the... Its face, the passive... All... The, the passive, kindly face of a large barn owl. But it just immediately runs over, barely even paying attention to what he reincarnated and just starts hugging <laughs> for dear life. I return. What did I miss? I Bulb's came a back as an owl. owl. Yeah. Bulb I'm saying came back as a what? Bulb an reincarnated owl. as an owl, folks. Cool. cool. Yeah. Um, as Bobbit hugs me, I pat him on the back and go, that didn't go as I planned. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then, as you're all hugging, as you're all yeah. hugging the bowl, you hear the That's sound cool. of you hear the sound of rattling armor, and then all loud, <clears throat> look over, and you see Sir Lucian stepping into the courtyard. Right as rain. <laughs> And Bobber just looks and goes, Bobber hugged you the last time. Just, so Bobber just looks over him and just goes, Bobber already hugged you when you died last time. Now hugs for Bulb. <laughs> I just want to know, uh, Sir Lucian, and I, I just want to wish to know, Sir Lucian, your brief stint in the afterlife, what exactly awaited Sir Lucian there? Yes. Oh god, no. Oh, here we go. Does, would, would he be aware of the afterlife? Yeah, he died proper and got oh, okay. resurrected, so he still has his memories of the afterlife, whereas Bolt, basically, it would have just gone black and then suddenly he's standing in the in a new body. <laughs> oh, he's just probably crying at this moment, saying, I'm Scuttlebutt. I always was a scuttlebutt, so he's accepted him himself. He's seen the truth coming down white loincloth robes. As he saw, his... saw all the other scuttlebutts beyond the pearly gates <laughs> him. Just yeah. Oh my god. Imagine him at the like pearly gates. It's just like that whole Lion King thing of just generations of scuttlebutts going, remember who you are. Exactly. <laughs> can I go up to Bobbit? Yes, you mm -hmm. can. And I 
wipe away whatever whatever tears were on his eyes on her eyes. Uh. It's I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive what? you. <laughs> and I lean over to her ear and I say, "I'll parry you into the next dimension if you do any shit like that again." <laughs> what? What did Bobbit do? <laughs> Just called him Scuttlebutt. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> it's, I got really confused. Yeah. I'm still hugging Bob. It's just like, what? And so, as Bob right, says... Actually, I was going to say, he turns around to the base going, can we send him back? Bob doesn't think he we came back properly. Did you break Stop him? Stop the Scuttlebutt. <laughs> so Lucian just looks up at the sky places his hand on the hilt of his sword and says, I am Sir Lucian Scuttlebutt, and you have my sword. It's a singular, a plural. <laughs> and with Sir Lucian finding some measure of peace with his name, we close... If he found peace with his name, why did he threaten a ten-year-old? <laughs> He's got to keep up appearances. I mean, you've got a point. <laughs> He's got to keep up appearances, and he's not entirely at peace with it. You know, he still doesn't want the general public to know that's what his name is. Bob, it's telling everyone now. <laughs> he's dead. this shit, I will end it. <laughs> and so ends the era of insecure petty Sir Lucian, and we welcome Honourable Knight Sir Lucian, who will defend his friends with his life. And is still kind of petty when he feels like it. Still when he feels like it. When he, when he wants to lord over you. But as he said, as he kneels before you, you have his sword. And with that, we end this week's session. Yay! Uh. It takes about a week to... It takes about a ten day to attune to the Stone of Galore. So... That's what Nartha will be doing before the next session. And upon attuning to the Stone of Galore, you will learn where the entrance to the Vault of Dragons is and how to access it. Woo! All receive one inspiration point. Yeah. Changes is your racial bonuses. Yep. Oh, so and with Tatches. Oh, actually, the new. Oh, I'm not Arcana. That means you're not an asthma anymore. No, no he's Aww. he's a, he's a bird. But he's a bird, though. Yeah, when you when you reincarnate, you keep your rolled attributes and everything else. You just change your racial racial. Is yeah. he just a bird bird but or a mean I, bird? He's, he's, he's an I elf will bird. allow you, Bol. I will allow you to re-roll your physical attributes. I will allow you to re-roll your physical attributes. And aside from that, everything else is the same about you. Your class is still the same. Your possessions are basically you're just getting new physical. However, I do know you wanted an owl folk monk, so that may be an idea for a dual class. Maybe. Yes. Inspiration point and the ability to re-roll your physical attributes. And so, Lucian, you get two inspiration points. Huzzah! Thank you! Bot scuttle! Can we just praise me for a second? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, you you MVP. take MVP for this. Yes, got the stone of galore with, out with, a, with an exceedingly very close second place to Narthal for helping. Yes, stalls the remaining party yeah. escape with our fucking lives. Yes, yes. MVP to Ava and Narthal because Ava stole the stone yeah, cool. and Narthal somehow managed to talk down bloody Xanathar. I just stole it. Uh, yep. <laughs> That's yeah. why I was gonna say. There's your canon for why he doesn't come after us in that ten day period. He's gonna be too busy being pissed off about his entirely yep. ruined meal. Well, for one, for one, the stone is missing, so he now doesn't even know where. He won't even know where the entrance to the Vault of Dragons is. So there's no reason to send anyone to go get it now because he doesn't know where it is. And secondly, he's going to be, uh, let us say, reshuffling most of his staff in the coming weeks because of that meal and this whole thing where the stone got stolen and people managed to actually infiltrate his lair and make out with the stone make without him knowing. So what you're saying is Bobbitt's plan actually did kind of work. Yes. Small king towards the end, but we but, got the result. But, yep, thanks to your plan, Xanathar is going to be far too aggravated to actually bother trying to get the stone back from you. He's just going to write oh. this and he's going to chalk this up as a loss and restructure his staff. Oh boy. Yeah, However, that's a nice way of saying kill off the old staff and the yeah. older ones. However, oh. as you yes. as you as you leave Falconmere Estate, head back into Waterdeep, back to Trollskull Alley to have a well-deserved celebratory feast, you remember that the Zentar possession of the Stone of Galore can't help but feel that they will have one last-minute trick up their sleeves. But we will find we out in the next episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed that very tense episode. Yeah, and thanks for the ask lunch and asshole. <laughs> next week we will be taking a break. Because uh, 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 yeah, because Remy's D and D campaign on Tuesday, but on Thursday next week there will be no, no more Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and so we will look forward to seeing you two weeks from now when finally, ready with the Stone of Galore, our heroes head to the Vault of Dragons to plunder. The one million gold pieces of the titular dragon heist. But will it be as easy as it seems? You'll no. have to tune in no. to find out. Will we all die? Probably. <laughs> Thank Probably. you to our patron BCG. I mean, we had two today. What's it? What's yeah, it? <laughs> two deaths today. Thank you to our patron BCG for continued support. Yes. And until we join you next time, remember. If you see a trap door in a kitchen, maybe don't climb it because it may lead you face to face with a beholder. <laughs> yep. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. That advice is oddly specific. It is. <laughs> we will see you guys tomorrow night for Call of Cthulhu. Until then, goodbye. 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 goodbye.